Here we are, back in the Snarf Talk studio in the newsroom. Maybe. We don't know if it's working. Pandemonium in the streets, folks. <laughs> um, we have no idea if our live stream is working right I now. I think it's working. Welcome to everybody. Welcome to everybody in the Snarf Talk land. You'll have to hold up with us here at the beginning a little bit because we're trying a new Snarf Talk first. Mm-hmm. Jerry, mm-hmm. you tell them what that is while I uh, do more clicking. There's a new little program, software, if you will, that we are using to stream live to Facebook and to YouTube. We didn't have the capability before to do it on both places. It would only allow one place. So now we can do it in both both places, which we wanted to do YouTube. Um, Maybe. We don't even know if we're doing it right now. Right. We don't know if we're doing that right now, but this that's the idea of this software is that we can do it on both places. And tonight is a trial run for those things. So I'm still working on it. Jerry's going to entertain you with some sweet dulcet tones, sweet dulcet tones of Jerry. Yes. Pandemonium in the streets, people. We have a hung election, a pandemic. It's been so windy lately that I have terrible chap lips. (laughs) (laughs) I don't see anything on, uh, Facebook. Nope. Oh, wait. But uh, people are commenting, so it's obviously working. All yes, right. It I is. Th- it's at least working on Facebook. We are live on Facebook I'm, right now. I'm going to check out some YouTube stuff going on. So welcome to everybody in YouTube land. We're on episode 103. 103, which that means we still have a coloring contest going on. I don't know if anybody's aware of this, but we do have a coloring contest that's out in the world. There are people coloring actively right now. But you only have one week left to send us your submission, your color page, colored page. We've had multiple sent in already, but there are some still hanging around out there. Some in the wind. In the ether, if you will. And uh, we need those. So you've only got one more week, which would be basically until Thursday, because obviously we record on Thursdays. So you have one week from today. Next Thursday, which is Thanksgiving, turns out. <laughs> yeah, we said that um, it's got to be in by Thanksgiving. Yes. That's what we originally had said. You said that. I didn't say that. I didn't agree to any of it. But you just threw it out there, and I was like, well, now I have to go with this. Okay. Because well, Chris is the boss. Chris says things. Anyway, so yeah, you need to get it in by Thanksgiving. And then we will judge it harshly, critically, you know, with our artistic eye. We have a very critical artistic eye, and I plan on uh, using that to get the best picture of Chris and I as the Ghostbusters. Once we have that, we will announce it on episode 104, or are we going to announce it on episode 105? Uh, We will announce the winner on episode 104. Okay. That will be the announcement. Uh, We are live on YouTube, too. What? We've done it. We are live on two different platforms. This is amazing. So if you like YouTube better, go over there and watch us. And there's somebody watching us. If you like Facebook better, watch us there. I'm good with all of it. This is a big deal, guys. This is huge. I don't know how we're going to monitor both comment sections yet. We haven't gotten that far. I tried to do it through the software, and I clicked the button to monitor chat overlay, and it says... Copy this URL into the browser plugin of your encoding software or open it up in a browser. And that seems like a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you should just open up YouTube and I've got Facebook open already. Oh, that's a good idea. I can see Facebook comments. You can see YouTube comments. Oh, wait. Open chat at app. 
I got an app. There's an app for it. Derek. <laughs> oh, there's an app for that. Of course there is. Now you can chat with either one of us, and I don't have to watch the video. The video? Yeah, that's good. Because I hate looking at your ugly mug. All right, so we are live. Facebook. We are live. YouTube. Yeah. We are. See when, when we're recording. People ask us sometimes. They go, "Hey, you guys have this thing called Patreon.com/snarfcomics." where you can help right. support our show. You can subscribe. It's not even really support because you're getting a bunch of awesome stuff for you. You're, you're getting really extra podcasts, all kinds of cool stuff. And they ask, what do you guys do with the money? Um, you know what we do with the money? This type of stuff <laughs> right yeah, here. We give you guys the ability and us the ability to live stream on both platforms at once. Because guess what? And maybe Vimeo in the future. And we can do up Ooh, to 10 nice. platforms we can live stream on. Really? I didn't know that. That'd be nice to do multiple platforms, more than two. But... Turns out everything that you want to do or anything that you want to like try and do costs money. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, yeah, this is the cheapest out there. This is what will work the best for you. But you need to give us $100. And that's what we do because well, the, we for this particular, for punishment. We're using a software called Caster. Caster. Here is your free, what it, would this be, uh, ad advertisement, free yeah. advertisement. You're welcome. We're well, paying, we're paying you, you money. $15 a month. <laughs> yeah, we're paying you money so that we can advertise you on our podcast. Good job. Uh, we got a comment in. If it's postmarked by Thanksgiving, how many days after will you still be judging? Turns out you don't need to mail it to us. You need to take a picture and email it right. to info at snarfcomics.com. That way we get it basically instantly and you don't have to worry about it. The only person that needs to send it to us in the mail is the winner. Because the winner is getting hung up on the wall, on the studio wall. Absolutely. Uh, Ryan, and Ryan says, I should get at least 17 months to get mine in. Incorrect. You have Incorrect. one week. You actually didn't even participate. participate. So <laughs> kick rocks, so, bro. Now that we got all this behind us and we're going and rolling. We are. Surprisingly. Yeah. Now we can just do what we, we do. We can just no do a normal podcast now. Yeah, we can. Welcome so what's, to the party. What's normal? What's you, What's normal with you? <laughs> I don't think anything's normal. Absolutely nothing. That's why I said pandemonium in the streets. Apparently, COVID's a big deal right now. It's going. Um, everything's going COVID crazy. Yeah, like ho hospitals are literally being overrun. Our hospital is. Yeah. Um. So it's not. That's not good. That's not a good thing. That's not uh, a good thing. I'm surprised at work we started doing this COVID schedule like during the first wave of this early in March, April timeframe. We did a COVID schedule where it changed everything to where two people worked with each other all the time and they would work seven days in a row and it limited the amount of people in and out of the office. And I would have had to take like one week of administrative leave and uh, like telework from home and then the assistant lockmaster would be there. And then when he had his telework week, I would be at the lock. So it minimized the amount of people there. And I've been really looking forward to that. I've wanted to do that because during the first wave, I couldn't. I literally just started at Dresden and the assistant was like the only person there that could show me things in the office and like how everything ran. So we both had to stay there through all of that. And I didn't get to take advantage of the possibility of staying home for a week <laughs> at a time. And I want to do that right now. Yeah. And for some reason, the Army Corps of Engineers is acting like, even though this phase right now is like worse than what it was in the spring, they're like, no, 
hold on a bit. I think we can all just still continue to work at the locks together. It's not a big deal, even though Starve Rock is being decimated by COVID at the moment. Yeah. And I'm, I was asked if I could like supply people to the lock so that they could keep it open because they don't have enough people right now to even run shifts. Um, but yet we shouldn't do a COVID schedule as of yet, apparently. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. We'll see what happens. I mean, yeah, I know uh, a lot of people are locking down. So they, they kind of called this earlier in the year. Do you think it's like a hot, cold weather thing? It, do you think the hot weather affected the virus to where it like minimized it a little bit compared to... I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't know. I don't think so. You haven't been studying this? I don't think anybody knows the answers to any of these questions. What's the timeline on this vaccine they're talking about? They said within two to three days they should have it out. Oh, from like now? From like yesterday when I read that. Oh, so like one to two days. Yeah, but it'll obviously be limited supply, so they'd probably be giving it to high-risk individuals. I mean, in reality, nobody's going to get it right away. But Right. I mean, we're, they, we're looking at like next year. They No, I think it'll be sooner than that, but they applied for the emergency FDA emergency use authorization. And it was my understanding they should have that within two to three days and they can start. They already have a shit ton of them. Ready oh, really? To go. Um, but you know, they, that's an actual measurement. Yeah. Just saying. I don't know what it weighs, but it's a lot. A, a, a shit ton is like a lot of weight. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I think they're only going to go out to high risk individuals. What about like really prominent? individuals in their community guaranteed they get them like me no you're not prominent oh my gosh chris i don't know if you've met me before but i'm pretty sure i think i read something that was like a highfalutin you know (laughs) like a big deal i think uh i read something like they were saying maybe not even until april until it's widely available that's what i that's what i said like next year you just told me no i think they'll have it out for like older people before then or higher risk individuals so they'll limit the amount of people that can come and get it I think they just all have, yeah, I don't know how they're going to ration it, but probably not very well organized. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a cluster and uh, it's not yeah. going to go over well. But anyway. Is that, it a spray or is it an injection? I don't know. I think it's an injection. But didn't, I thought Pfizer said they had that spray. Like It's like a spray. I, I don't know. But I'm thinking if you start rolling that out, it's going to severely start diminishing what's going on if it works even you know it definitely works i mean 95 percent. i think they only tried it on monkeys though no they tried it on forty thousand people have they tried it on the the minks i don't know about the mink situation (laughs) the mink mink situation is terrible over in denmark i've heard they got they got it they got a mink the minks are covid full of covid they've basically incubated COVID in the minks or the minks were incubating the COVID on their own, like creating it. And, uh, it's, that's, what's caused all of this problem. This, this winter is minks, which I turn out to have a mink problem, but mine are black minks. Those are white minks. And I think that's where the difference comes in. Yeah. Like their coat color makes a difference on COVID. Vitamin D. It is. It's complete vitamin D stuff. I've been taking a daily vitamin D supplement oh my gosh. since You're March. You're the third person that has told me this. Since March, I've my been taking My cousin's them. husband is taking vitamin D, and Nate Pagoda, the he's active on the show here. He's he smart. takes a vitamin D supplement all the time, too. And 
I don't take one. And look at me, I'm badass. Um, well, this is based on a study from earlier this summer where they found that 80% of hospitalized patients for COVID had deficiencies in vitamin D. Every yeah. like eighty percent of Americans are deficient in vitamin D to begin with. It's just stand out in the sun. A little and there bit. was literally no one in the study that had us uh, that was in the hospital. Maybe it was like one or two people that had a like a good vitamin D level. Really? Mm-hmm. Why not? I mean, what? What's because we don't get enough sunlight in our uh, fast-paced indoor slovenly lifestyles. That's bull. But I'm outside a lot. I mean, yeah, you're outside but a lot. But not this time of year. Maybe that's I'm contributing. outside a lot. When it gets cold, people are outside and they get a vitamin D deficiency and then bam, COVID. Well, no, that's absolutely a thing because that's why in the winter months, like depression sits in more because mood is affected by vitamin D as well. Like vitamin D is interesting. I, I listened to a, a Joe Rogan podcast about it. It actually affects your body. It's more of a hormone than a vitamin. That's crazy. And it has... Uh, it acts like a hormone. Yeah, and but you can actually overdose on it because it is uh, fat-soluble. Uh, so it'll stay compound. in your fat and mm-hmm. then can overload your system? Yeah, so I, I take 5,000 whatever... Milligrams? No, it's IUs, UIs, something like that. 5,000 a day. It's Why are they measuring capsule. it in IUs? Don't know. I thought all pills were like milligram. I don't know. That's what it is. You've got a generic version that's probably not good for you. No, that's how they measure it. It's probably not good for you. Anyway, it's vitamin D, the COVID. Vaccines are coming. See- everything's going to get back to normal. I, I was uh, heard something the other day that some schools were talking about going back to full time. And I thought, that's an odd thing at this time. Yeah, that is. And odd. the argument was that it actually, school has been pretty much, it hasn't been a factor in spreading it. They've kind of yeah, figured I mean, it out. And when you keep kids in school where they can be masked and distanced, they're less likely to be out in the world spreading, yeah, spreading the, disease. the disease. So it's better I to have them in school. I, I think that's a good mindset. And to be honest, I've been really surprised at how little has happened at Mazan. Now, recently, a couple cases, two, three, four cases have happened recently because of this blow up. But... They're still in school, but I'm assuming after next week, they're not going to be. I don't know. I mean, uh, I've said all along, I think, or the last couple of weeks I've been saying, I, I think they'll shut down on Thanksgiving and open that, back up after, after Christmas. Christmas. But Which would make sense. You know, it's not a bad bad idea. No. I, I mean, I'm, that's what I'm, I'm saying. a I, super pro school being open person, but I'm like, what are they really accomplishing in those three weeks that they're there? Exactly. I think it makes sense. Like, have a long college-type break. And make it up later in the year, whatever they got to do. But we, they already get two weeks off for Christmas. They don't have to make it up because they'll just do it from remote. I, I don't want any part of that. <laughs> I want no part of that <laughs> well, you're gonna in the slightest. <laughs> My kids are not going to learn anything. No. And I probably won't participate because I have nobody to teach them during the day. Right. I so. tried it with our kindergartner. For two hours, and I'm like, not happening. This is not going to happen. Yeah, I, I don't know about it. I, I want them to stay in school. There hasn't been an issue lately. Um, I think it's a good idea. But whatever, I, I don't make those judgments. I want people to stay safe, obviously, but I also want, I just, I really need my kids to go to school. 
<laughs> it's just so much easier on my life when they actually go to school because they do learn something. It was detrimental, I think, to my middle son, Grant, last year. He learned nothing the second half of the year, and it really set him back this year on reading. He's very good at math and different stuff like that, but uh, reading he just is having a heck of a time with. He can spell. You can ask him to spell a word. He spells it, but him physically reading it, he just doesn't do it very well. And I honestly believe it's because he didn't get that second half of school. He had Amy and I trying to teach him, which was mostly just yelling. Yeah, that's what school is at home. And yeah, and that's not good because he doesn't he doesn't even want to do anything with school at home. And it's not his fault. I mean, it's our fault for being bad teachers and it's also our fault for having any sort of electronic device in our household. Yeah. Because that's all they think about when they get home even though they only get it on the weekends. Like even during the week, randomly, they'll be like, hey, dad, can I play the Xbox or can I have my iPad? Like, no, it's Tuesday night. And then they just randomly throw a fit. Like, you already know this. This isn't new. Why are you asking? And homeschool would be just like that. They'd be like, hey, we don't have to go to school anymore. So we can just play games all day, right? No, you cannot. And then they'll just cry. Yeah. And then I have to yell. I don't want to yell. Chris, I don't want to yell. I enjoy yelling. I don't. Quite a bit. I don't <laughs> like the feeling of it. I'm, I'm usually a happy person. Yeah. But I'm not a happy person when it comes to schoolwork. Well, let's move on from the sadness of COVID. That's not sad. It's okay. <laughs> It's all right. I'm not sad. (laughs) No, I'm not sad either. It's just, it is what it is. Yeah, there's nothing you can do about it besides uh, live your life. I don't know. That's what I I do. I'm not not a person that necessarily, like I'm not one of these people that's like anti-believing in the hype and I'm not a person that's believing in the hype necessarily either way. I'm pretty open book. More of a moderate. Moderate. I did a... read two real scientific studies that came out within the past week. That's better um, than fake. That that are legitimate, mm-hmm. but are not really being reported okay. by the media, weirdly. <laughs> the first of Who which was that they had this big study that came out that showed after eight months, people still had immunity. So they had what's called T-cell immunity. Um so you might lose your immunity from antibodies. Mm-hmm. So that was what was confusing at first and freaking them out. They're like, people don't have the antibodies anymore after like a month, but they still have this T-cell immunity, which is actually a stronger form of immunity. Right. Um, and now we're, they're pretty sure, based on this study, that after eight months, people are still showing that immunity, which is a good sign because it means yeah, absolutely. once so that, we get the vaccine, and it's So that whole to, herd immunity thing, yeah, you got to ask good. yourself the question of whether delaying all this for the whole year is was a good move or not. Right. I don't know. I mean, whatever. That's beside the point. Second uh, study was out of Denmark, I believe, and it was a pretty big the minx. St- yeah, <laughs> it was a big study, and it was it's been reviewed by lots of different organizations that said it's a solid, solid study, and it showed. And this was reported. It was actually reported in the New York Times. Okay. Um, that. Masks, wearing a cloth mask or a surgical mask does nothing to protect you from getting COVID. 
Hmm. If you have COVID, it can help you from spreading COVID. Because it has to be a physical like droplet of spit or some sort yeah. of... It's it's not necessarily in the air. It's just like spit droplets. I mean, I, I, don't, I didn't that you're projecting. get too much in depth into the who, what, where, why, when. I just kind of read through it and... Basically, the control group and the group which was unmasked and the whatever the group that had the mask contracted COVID at the same rate. Wow. Yeah. So casting wow. a lot of doubt on whether or not, and I'm not, I'm, I'm we still, still wear masks. I'm wearing the mask. Yeah, we wear masks. It's not that big of a deal to me. No, I do. It, I do question it sometimes because I've, I've literally for the last year had the one mask, the same mask. Yeah, so have I've I. never washed it. Neither once, have I. And it's frequently on the bottom of my truck, and I'm stepping on it as Correct. I'm getting in and out of my truck. Exact same situation. I have an I have a Northern Illinois steel uh, mask, my favorite mask, very good one. They gave it to me, or like a representative from the company came to the lock, wanted to sell me steel, and he's like, "Hey, we got these new masks. I've had it since like April, and great mask. Never washed it one time. And I don't know. I seem to be pretty pretty good. <laughs> Probably not a." Um, Anyway, it cast out onto whether the mask. I mean, I, the people that are like vehemently pro mask would would argue that, well, yeah, you're not wearing it to protect yourself; you're wearing it to protect somebody else. That is a kind yeah. of disingenuous argument, and to a certain degree, because you you're wearing it for, I mean, all reasons. I guess you're just wearing right. it. Right? Why wouldn't you wear it to protect yourself? You're right. You know and I mean, I know, else, yeah, and someone else. It's like hand in hand with each other. Doesn't the big the big thing on this study was it doesn't necessarily protect you from contracting COVID. Now we know. N95 mask does. The more you know. We should have that we should have played that rainbow thing. Which is what the CDC said initially. The more you know. You know, at the beginning of all this. Oh, like, yeah. Don't wear masks. They, they don't do anything. They won't protect you. But then they they like reneged on that and came back and said, no, maybe, maybe you should. Right. So I don't know what the right answer is. I'm, I, I wear the mask when I go in public, which is very infrequently because I don't work in the world that I need to see people. Well, and you're a hermit. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you don't like people. You don't like going places. You don't like being friendly. Yeah. Um, oh, I, could go, I could run through the gamut of what you don't like. <laughs> Let's run through the gamut of what you do like. Staying home, air conditioning, uh, Coors Light. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Coors Light, actually. Oh, really? I just drink it because. Okay. Well, let's we'll put that on the other list. I, I, then. <laughs> I've never been a huge fan of Coors Light, but everybody started drinking it, and it was just easier to drink what everybody else drinks rather than always have to have separate. Beer. I understand that with a group gathering of no more than six, uh, but you're drinking it now, and there's nobody else around that would be drinking. That. Yeah, I would, but. I'm kind of a low carb guy. I just nowadays. got in the habit of it. So interesting. Yeah. Because you used to be a Miller Lite person. Yeah. And I still prefer Miller Lite. Fun fact uh, David Seedentop just sent us a text message the other day about when we were talking about bitter beer face. Yeah. Remember the bitter beer face commercials? Yeah. It was Keystone Light. Yeah. Keystone. Did you say that on the. I didn't. No. No, I didn't think so. I was saying it was Miller Lite. I always thought it was a Miller Lite commercial with that. It's a real man that can cr- like crinkle his whole face into his mouth. Yeah, he looks like the guy from Preacher. Yeah, he does. You're right. <laughs> Arsehole. But, but this guy was before Preacher. 
And no, no, Preacher came out before that, right? Pe- Preacher came out in the nineties. This was early nineties that that started. Okay. Bitter Beer Face. Do you want me to look it up? No, I don't. Oh. I think they copied off of uh, Grant. To, uh, what's his name? What's his name? I keep thinking Grant Morrison, but it's not no. Grant Morrison. Uh, Garth Ennis. Garth. Yes. Yes. You never can think of anything, and well, you got it. You're welcome. I'm so proud of you. Um, I've been taking <laughs> vitamin D, so <laughs> I'm, I can think a lot better. I'm just in a better mood, and you know that's why. Uh, do you want to start into the news, Chris? Uh, sure. Uh, yeah, let's do some news. We got a little bit of news on the streets. The best old, two old men from advertising is what David said. What two old men? Who's old men? The bitter beer the best guy? two old men from advertising. I don't know. <laughs> You're gonna have to it's be more specific. Useless. It's useless stuff. Bitty 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 boop 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 little bitty. We got the news. <laughs> Let's go to a news correspondent, Chris, out in the streets. Uh, I just have a couple things. Well, uh, one big thing. Finally. Finally? After months and months, of torturous months. Torturous months. Although I, I hijacked the system. But oh, HBO Max is finally available on Amazon Fire. Yes, you told me that the devices. other day, and I still haven't I don't dev- know about Roku. I don't think it's available for Roku. But I believe I know it's available for, for Amazon. I downloaded it. I already had it because I just... There's like a super simple workaround that you can just download it. And I don't even know why I didn't do it sooner. But yeah. it works perfectly fine. But anyway, it and works. I did that for Peacock, the Peacock yeah. app. And I didn't do it for HBO Max for some reason, and I still don't have an account. Um, so, But I need to get an account quickly because there's been a bit of an announcement. Yeah, but we're, we're still talking about HBO Max. Right. There's been a bit of an announcement for HBO Max. There has. A huge one. It's unprecedented, folks. Like, this has never happened before. But I think we're going to see more of this. Oh, David said the bitter beer guy and the guy that dances during the Six Flags commercial. Fun fact, that was not an old man. It was all makeup, wasn't it? I think it was a person in an old man costume. Yeah, it was um, It was like makeup and a bald cap. Yeah. And some glasses with a referee jersey. It's wild how frequently that old man dancing pops into my head. No, that's not. It a thing. just happened. That's not a thing. It's that so weird that people. he said. But the uh, I was thinking about this like two to three days ago. I was thinking about that ad with the Six Flags guy dancing. Really? Yeah. You're what? Just sitting there working on an auger, and you're like, man, that Six Flag guy. It, actually, <laughs> I was thinking about it for a while. I was bum, going bum, to bum, text bum, you bum, about bum, it. Bum, 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 bum. I think that's the song. Yeah, right? it is. I was going to text you about it. Really? That's how much I was thinking about it. But you didn't. So this is all false. It was the Venga Boys, right? Yeah, the Venga Boys. The right. Venga Boys are coming, and everybody's something. Is New that York the to lyrics? San Francisco, the Intercity Disco. The I never knew those words culture. ever. Yeah. I never knew those words ever. I didn't know there was actual lyrics <laughs> to that mean? song. What do you mean? There's lyrics. I didn't know what they were saying. I thought it was just them literally doing... <laughs> like, that's what I thought happened. No, they're singing. What is the Venga Boys? Why, why was that a thing? Because of the Six Flags guy? No, that was around before that. Nah, they, that was like on a Jock Jam he, CD. All right. Well, then that's why they're around Jock Jams. We like to party. We, we like, like, we like, like to party. party. It's a Dutch Euro dance music group. <gasps> Eurovision? 
Uh, yeah, listen, it was the brainchild of Dutch producers Wessel van Diepen. I love me some Diepen. And Dennis. <laughs> so Wessel van Diepen and Dennis. <laughs> no, Dennis van den Dreerschen. Uh, I'm not a big Dreerson fan, but no. Deepin, I mean, he can get deep into a lot of things, and I'm a fan. Uh, consists of lead female vocalist Kim Sassabone. She is a sassy bone. And Denise Post Van Rishwizik. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Dutch names. <laughs> Woof. I'd like to go to Dutch, Denmark. Denmark. Yeah, I would too. I would like Denmark. It looks very nice. I, I want to go to Iceland real bad. So Reykjavik? Reykjavik. I'd like to go to... Um, Which is where Eurovision... Yeah. I, w- I would like to go to Iceland, too. I heard they got a it's Bjork, beautiful. Bjork statue. I want to go to the statue. Love Bjork. Does she, is she wearing the swan oh, dress? Yeah. She's got to be wearing the swan dress. She's actually dressed as a penguin. Did she do that once before, too? Yes. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, no, but really, I've seen... A lot of pictures of Iceland. Should we do um, a Snarf Talk road trip? To Reykjavik? To Iceland and then Greenland. I want to go there too. Uh, I flew over Greenland and I saw it from the air. Eh, you don't need to go. You know what's crazy is on a map, our globe, Greenland looks gigantic. Yeah. But it's not. It's because of this effect. I just recently saw this as well. There is a, um, there is a, there is an effect when you have stuff... When spread you out. spread out onto a globe, that you have to the further north away from the equator, you got to stretch things out. So there's actually a website you can go to where you can drag any country over another country and see how big it actually is. Yeah, because like um, things that are closer to the equator, we've always thought they're smaller than they actually are. Really? Yeah, and uh, some people think. Uh, this is just. What wouldn't it be if they were close to the equator on the on a globe? Wouldn't they just be like actual size compared to the stretched version above them? Yes, that is. That so is we the don't way necessarily think they're smaller. That we there. That's the actual size in comparison to what a larger one is above it. Yeah. The one. The website I believe is called the True Size of, and you can take a country and drag it over another country. So I'm going to do it right now. For example, the United States. So when you look at a map, Africa looks big. Oh, giant. But not as big as it is. It's huge. You could fit the U.S., China, and India inside of Japan or inside of <laughs> Africa. I was like, holy shit, Japan's way bigger than I remember <laughs> with, it. With room to spare. like In for, Africa, you can? That's how big this land is? Africa is gigantic. It is unbelievable how big of a piece of land Africa is. How long do you think it would take to drive from the north tip, you know, the, 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 the very top, as one would say? The tip, top. Tip, tip it to the tip, 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 top. You don't stop driving until you get to the south tip. Yeah. How long do you think that would take? Um, I don't know. I mean, I flew from the north to the south. Is that, the, is that what I asked? And I'm, I'm going to tell you how long it took me to fly there. It took me like 10 hours to fly. From the north to the south? I feel like it was something around there, yeah. That's a long time. Um, because it takes 10 hours to fly to Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah, and that's in the middle of nowhere. Hawaii. Hawaii. 
So if how long do you think it takes to bless the rains? Uh, down in Africa? Ugh, must take um, forever. It probably really does. You could probably send like 100,000 men or more. <laughs> um, I'm trying to open this website, but you have to have a browser extension. What's that? Like an extension for your browser to make it do things. I don't, under, I don't understand what you're saying. I don't know extensions for browsers. I thought you just had a web browser and that pulled up web pages. Oh, I see what's going on here. It was a spam thing. I've never heard of that. Um, anyway, like Brazil. Brazil is like way... It's not that Brazil's bigger than it looks. Brazil's like normal size. But when you drag like the United States down onto Brazil, they're, they're like much... the same size. Are they really? Yeah. No way. Yes. Brazil's big. I don't believe that. I don't you. believe that the U.S. is smaller or the same size as Brazil. The continental United States, not including Alaska. Alaska's very big, too. Alaska's huge. Anyway. Huge, as they say. Greenland, Are not you... as big as you think it is. No. <laughs> Canada, much smaller than you think Canada is. Isn't it, it? Greenland's like smaller than Texas, right? Um, I thought that was a thing. I, if I could open this map, I would show you, but I can't. Can't you just like Google like how big is Greenland? You know, like is Greenland is Greenland? I can't type Greenland big. Australia is nearly four times as large as Greenland. If they were much Greenland is three point two times bigger than Texas, but oh. on the map Greenland looks like the entire. United States plus Mexico. Yeah, it really does. So is Canada smaller than what it looks? Yeah, dude. Any, because the it's, further north you go, the stuff is Because Canada smaller. is just like reaching out there. You know, I mean, it's big. The oh, land up I there. I finally got it working. Okay. Is large. If I take Greenland. Yes. And I drag the United States up onto it, up all in its grill. All up in it. Yeah, it's like a quarter of the size of the United States. So it takes up a few states, basically. Well, it takes up like the western part of the United States, basically. Anyway, huh? Regardless, I thought it was go smaller to true the truesize dot com. Some people think that the maps were made to be purposefully racist. I don't get it. By making the more northern countries, the European and United States and other Western civilizations. Further away from the air equator, they made them bigger on the map to make them seem more important. Some people think it was a purposeful thing. And the equator countries, they think they made the northern countries bigger to make them seem more important. So is it necessary for them to be stretched, really? I mean, even on a globe, you can still... Apparently, um, yes, when you have to display... I think on a globe, they might be the right size. It's when you put them on a flat map that they get stretched. Because you, it's hard to put a globe on a map, on a flat map. Yes, I understand that. But I'm saying even on a flat map, why do you need to stretch their size when you can just have it the actual size? Like a 164th scale image of... I'm not a cartographer, Jerry. <laughs> you I should be. And these cartographers are bullshit, Chris. That's the problem. I think they're purposely swading us to believe that Greenland's better than what it is. 
because of its size. And you know what? Size doesn't matter. Chris, I've been saying this my whole my whole life. <laughs> You've been saying it like on loop. Yeah. To everybody that'll listen. Size doesn't hey. matter. You know what? Hey, Bob, nice to meet you. Did you know that size doesn't matter? And I also say Greenland's bullshit. Size doesn't matter. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on. What were we talking That's... about? Oh, we're talking about a big announcement for HBO Max. Wonder wow. Woman 1984, the new Wonder the Woman movie that Wonder looks Woman. amazing. Yeah. They have decided to forego... It was supposed to release in October, nope. and they pushed it. They're still going to theatrically release yeah. it. It's going to release Christmas Day. Christmas Day. Nobody's going to see it in the theaters, but they're also releasing it on HBO Max for, for free. free. For free. You don't pay for it. You pay for the subscription to HBO Max, but that's it. You get the movie for free when it comes out on Christmas. You have the choice, and they said that this is where this is where they're going with it. They're going to leave it up to the viewer to choose do you want the big screen experience or do you want to pop popcorn stay at home and watch the movie in your house so why why are they doing this jerry you know i don't know i I, know why they're doing it of course you do because they made a huge misstep when they launched hbo max and they lost a shit ton of subscribers you think well because not because of amazon and roku by not playing nice they need people to subscribe to their service again, and this is how they're going to try and bring them in. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because uh, they did have a huge misstep. I have never subscribed to it only because they have not been on a fire stick, and I didn't want to do the workaround. Yeah. I just think it's ridiculous that you have a whole other app. They have a whole other app, HBO Now. Not anymore. But they did. Yeah. I watched that. I had a subscription to that. That was great. Loved HBO now. But as soon as they went to HBO Max, they can't put that on Amazon because they want to redo negotiations for what it costs. Stupid. Amazon has all the money in the world. Stop it. Yeah. Well, they figured it out, and they decided to release Wonder Woman for free. Yeah. So Not we free. can watch it. I mean, you got to subscribe. If they were smart, they'd force you to use, do an annual subscription. I don't know why they didn't do that. Yeah, don't bring it up. They're listening. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm a subscriber anyway. I subscribe because I get it almost free because I already had a DC Universe subscription. So Right, as do I. So I think um, I pay four bucks a month. For I'm it. really excited. I watched the trailer for it again today. I mean, they've been. Lagging. I think it'll be fine. HBO's been lagging on like good content coming out. Really? I guess I haven't really been watching too much HBO lately, but they had a pretty steady stream for a while. And I feel like there's nothing that comes out that's come out now that has made me that excited. Here's the deal, though. A lot of people say, and like you have said, nobody's going to go see it in theaters. I'm kind of a theater purist. I'll go. I I'll go see love it well, going to the movie theaters and seeing stuff. I don't know if I'd see that in theaters when I could just see it at home for free. I don't but. know if I will. Eat. I, I probably won't go see this one in theaters. But if they start doing this with bigger movies that I want to see... I love, and you do too, and dude loves it. We all love going to the movies and seeing these films on the big screen. It's a different experience. The first watch, I feel like, needs to be in a theater. And I want that experience again. I haven't been to a movie all year, all year long. I mean, what was the last movie that I went and saw? Do you know? Um, Was it this year? I don't know. We were supposed to go see a 007 movie 
Gold, gold, uh, shit. What 007 movie were we supposed to see last week and then we didn't go? It was Goldeneye, wasn't it? No, it no. wasn't Goldeneye. It was, um, Goldmember. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, it's the gold one. <laughs> Not Goldmember. No, I know, but gold it's the Sean. Yes, Goldfinger with Sean Connery. Yes. Um, yeah, they were playing that. It, but are they all closed now, though? Because Will County closed down, so oh, I don't know. I thought they would be all closed down, but if there's a if there's a chance and a new movie comes out, um, again, maybe not Wonder Woman, but if another new movie comes out that I want to see, I, I'm going to the theater. I gotta go. If, I gotta watch something. If Black Widow came out, that would that would bring me. I up. would go there. Yes, absolutely. Which basically that Dune and Batman are the only things that are getting me to a theater right now, probably. Yeah, Dune. Which is a lie, because I just said we were going to go see Goldfinger, and the week before that, I was trying to get you to see Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of different movies that are they're starting to play that, again, you've seen Empire Strikes Back a bunch. We've seen it a million times on VHS or DVD, whatever, but... Uh-oh, I think we lost our live stream. We have never seen it in theaters. And we're back. <laughs> yeah, a little short break right there. Sorry uh, for everybody that was watching us via live stream, which was a good chunk. Uh, we, but it's windy, and when you live where the poor people live, <laughs> that means no. you get no internet. When you're out in the middle of nowhere, and you have no protection, and you don't have underground internet, the wind affects you, and you lose the internet, and then that also affects your live stream, apparently, and you can't live stream when the internet goes down. Uh, so we are back to so being sucks. a podcast podcast. But Regular old podcast. You can still watch us on YouTube regardless. Like we still have the videos out on YouTube. You can go and watch them there. Um, but I know the live streams are fun and we like to interact with you. Right now we can't. What were we talking about? I have no idea. Well, it's been a while. We've been down for a good 20 minutes. So Yeah, we were talking about watching movies in theaters and how like... We were going to go see Empire Strikes Back in theaters um, and all these different movies. And I said, I still want to go regardless of COVID and what's going on. Like, and regardless of really what movies come out, I still want to go watch movies in the movie theater. Yeah. So do I. I mean, so do I. Definitely. Ultimately, I do too. It's a different feeling. It's a different experience. I, I now that movie theaters might close again. I'm really pissed we didn't see Goldfinger. I know. And Empire Strikes Back. I know. So am I. And honestly, like Wonder Woman, I feel like isn't going to have the same effect on me at home on Christmas as it would if we went, if I went and saw it any other time. Yeah. For the first viewing. You know what I mean? Well, like we can the go to the theaters. Viewing. We'll go to the theaters. I'm not going on Christmas Day. No, we don't have to go on Christmas Day. I, I just... That's true. And I'm off literally from December 20th until January 4th because yeah. I took a bunch of leave. I mean, we don't have to, we don't normally see every movie when it comes out the day it comes out. Well, we normally do. Just Star Wars. And the. And like the big Avengers ones. Movies. That's it. Yeah. Not all of them, though. We didn't That's see true. Joker the day it came out. I think we did. We didn't even see it together. No, we didn't. We definitely didn't see it. I went the day it came out. I did not. I did, and I still love it. 
Yeah, disappointing. Um, it's not disappointing. All right, what else no, we got? Well, real quick, you were going to tell me a story about um, this hoverboard. Oh, yeah. And you told me I had to wait until the show and that we can't talk to each other before the show about these hoverboards. No, it wasn't about a, the hoverboard. I told you the story about the hoverboard. Yeah, well, then it started transitioning into another thing. <laughs> it was another thing. It was well, another story about something else, and I don't remember what it was. Damn you, Christopher. Why don't we write these things down? It, it was your story. I don't even know what to write down. Yeah. I don't know what to write down. You said, oh, and this thing is super profound that I want to tell you. Yeah. And then you're like, no, I'm not going to tell you. This is a good story for the podcast. And you stop talking about it. Yeah. I literally have no idea, but I know we were talking about hoverboards. It didn't you, have anything to do with hoverboard. Well, you got to figure out what it is. And I'm not going to speak until you do. I, I won't remember. <laughs> I have literally no ability to remember. I, it's not, nowhere in my head. It's gone. That it's over. sucks. Yeah. All right. Well, we talked about Wonder Woman. Uh, have you ever watched the show Supernatural? No. Neither have I. I mean, I've seen an occasional episode here and there over the years. But like one of those things like on in the background, not paying attention. So I've never watched it really at all, but a, has a huge following. People love this show. Yeah. Big, Alex. It's a really a big, big deal. Um, it's series finale is right now. It aired tonight at seven o'clock after like 12 years, 15 seasons. Jesus. It had 15 seasons and the series finale is tonight. So it's a big deal that that series is ending. A lot of people across the country are probably sad tonight because the series is ending. I hope for their sake that it was a good ending because there are so many great shows that I've loved that have had a terrible last episode. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Game of Thrones, come on. Seinfeld. Their last episode was not very good. It's disappointing. Most last episodes are not that good. Is it because you have this like preconceived like picture in your head of this grand exit that you want to see I, and you it, you just build it up so much that they can't live up to it? Is it something like that? It could be. I, I think part of the problem is it, it's really only the case in like older style like network television shows. Like I feel like with the new streaming shows... We've moved on from that because they're shorter seasons. Yeah. Um, you're more familiar with things coming and going. And it's not as big of a deal when they end. Like, this is a big deal because it's had 15 seasons on where you watch it, you know, weekly. Streaming is completely different because most of the time you watch, you're like binge watching these shows and the ending isn't the same you don't get the same feeling from the ending. Right. Like you watch it all in a right. shot. It's not like you, you, you've grown ends. with character for 10 years. Exactly. This, so they're like a part of your family. This yeah. has literally been 15 years that yeah. the show's been Probably going Probably longer on. than that. I, I, yeah. 16, 17 years, whatever. I don't know when it started. Uh, but you, you've literally, yeah, grown up with this show and then it ends and it's part of you in a way. It's part of your like upbringing. There's probably people watching that finale that weren't born when the show started. That's sickening. It's probably it's the, true. true. Yeah, it is true. There, I mean, there's probably not a lot, but there's probably a couple. 
there are people being that were drafted in the NBA last night that were born in the 2000s. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, that's crazy. The young, the, the, the youngest year player. Year 2000. <laughs> <laughs> the youngest player that was drafted, uh, the Bulls drafted him last night, and he's 19 years old. That's crazy. He was born in 2001. Yeah. That's sickening to me. These damn kids. These damn children, they don't know what it was like. Get off of my lawn. Michael Jordan. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's weird. I don't know. Streaming. Yeah. No, I... I, It's uh, different. You know, it's always a show that I always wanted to get into, and I never got into it, and I feel bad I didn't, and... It's too much now. I can't do it's it. It's surprising to me that you never watched it because it's like similar to like a Buffy type show yeah, or a it is. Angel type show. But I don't know. I never, I don't know why I didn't watch it. You know why? It's because of the streaming stuff. Like you got older. You didn't. No, but I could have watched it in 2005 when it came out. You were preoccupied. That's the problem is I was in college. I wasn't in high school. Right. You were just all wrapped up in, you know, Molly and drugs alcohol yeah that's right strippers Mm -hmm. that's what that's what your life consisted of a lot of slinging you know on the side street (laughs) in the back alleys that's what you were doing tell the truth slinging rock (laughs) shaking dice yeah yeah living fast living hard hard fast taking chances yeah playing cards that's what you did gambling Right. Gambling with my life. Farmhouse. Yeah, farmhouse style. Were you in farmhouse? I was in farmhouse. So the whole time? Uh, no. I mean, I, well, technically, yes. I didn't live in the house all four years. You could be in farmhouse and not live in the house? Absolutely. Yeah, of course. That's a thing. That's a thing. I thought you had to live in the house. No, you don't have to. So, so my were, senior so year, were you I moved. just farm? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my senior year, I moved out. I moved off campus. To a house. Really? Yeah. Over in uh, Champaign. Oh, Champagne. West of Neal Street. Off campus. Yeah. It's Neal great. Street's like the street, man. Uh, Isn't I mean, it? It's, a, it's the street that like downtown Champagne's on. Oh, yeah. That's the street. Not campus town. That's Green Street. Green Street. That's where the slinging happened. <laughs> <laughs> I never like, went to... I never, barely ever went to campus town, so... Really? Why not, not? Well, I mean, when I was, uh, by the time I was 21, so my junior and senior year, I didn't hang out in the campus bars ever. Really? Why is that? Because they sucked. I, I know nothing of I mean, they just, the they were gross and full of annoying, like. Cams! Yeah, cams was awful. So good. <laughs> it's terrible. Everybody loved cams. No, not everybody loved cams. I mean, everybody you talked to that went to Champaign or went to University of Illinois was like, the, no, the people That's you hard. talked to that went to University of Illinois yeah. liked Cams. Yeah. Cams was a shithole. Oh, I am aware. Unpopular opinion. There you go. I'm aware that it was not the best place to be. There was, yeah, there was much better bars. Hmm. Like, what was your favorite? Oh, so many. Um, wow. You yeah. had a problem. <laughs> yeah, my problem was uh, loving too many bars. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I hung out a lot at Fat City Saloon. That was a good one. Sounds good. Uh, I liked Guido's. 
Um, Who doesn't love a good Guido? Um, there was this little bar that was in like a residential neighborhood, and I can't remember what it's called, but I used to play darts there every week. Oh, I throwing love that. some darts, I eh? Love that. I was in a darts league there. I love that bar. I can't remember what it was called, though. Um, you know, you know, Canadians call cigarettes darts. Really? Oh, yeah. It's a great name for a cigarette. Yeah. Let me have one of them darts. We used to call them skeets. That's weird. Oh, skeet, 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 mother. Yeah. Trucker. You don't want to know what that means. Well, you were smoking it, so <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um. Anyway, news, more news? Yeah. Uh, another thing, big one that you're not necessarily a fan of, but I posted on our social media and a lot of people. I'm not not are... a fan. I, I feel like you're mischaracter- mischaracterizing really? me. Because when I told you, you said, meh, not a fan. You literally said those words. I said, meh. Not a fan in another text. That's what you said. You need to reread your text. Really? Yeah. Well, I can't. It's videotaping. Yeah. Either way, you were not a fan at all. You don't like it, but it's making a resurgence. They're making another season of it, at least one season of it, and that is a show called Dexter. I was a huge fan of Dexter. Amy and I watched that show religiously. We loved it. It was a Showtime show. I really liked the first three seasons, and then it got not good. I tell you what. How many seasons were there? Eight. The last three were not good. I don't remember the last three being bad, but I remember the last season not being what I wanted it to be. There was, okay. The gu- I wasn't going to call with, it uh, bad, but. John Lithgow was great. Oh, yeah. The one Very with uh, the guy from NYP- NYPD Blue. Great. What's his name? Jimmy Smith? Yes. That one was good. The first one was good, even though his sister is so annoying. Mm-hmm. She got less annoying she later did. on. Yeah. Um, like the first four seasons were solid. And after that, it went downhill. Big time. I wouldn't say big time, but it did go downhill. I, I was just so dedicated to that show. I didn't care. That really, if you think about it, that was like one of the first of like the new modern style of television. I agree. Not the first, obviously, but it was one of them. It was like cutting edge. It was like back a new when style. like Sopranos, that like HBO. Yeah. That well, was Showtime. This is a Showtime show. But same thing, same difference. It was one of the biggest. It was like the precursor to what a streaming show would become. I agree. I like that depiction of it because that's exactly what it was. It yeah. like started that era of television. I loved the character. I loved the plot and story of it. The last season was not very good. I will agree. And it, and definitely the season or the series finale to where it ended. Um, so the very last show was not very good. He like left to be a lumberjack in the wet in like Oregon. And he was going to keep killing people. I don't know. He just like left, you know, and I'm assuming it's going to pick up. With the, him being that's a what I was going to ask. You think it'll pick up in the future or like at the time it left off? No, from what I read about it coming out, they said it's going to pick up ten years after it left off, which is ten years. Like it's been okay. ten years. So was it that recent? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we watched. Amy and I picked up that show. After we were married, so it was already out for like four or five seasons when we started watching it. Same here. I, I it was our. I think it was in like the last couple seasons when I started watching it. Yeah, 
But Amy and I binged the crap out of that, but on disc. Like, we bought the DVDs of it and watched it all yeah. through Netflix, actually, when you would rent an actual DVD and they'd send it to your house. I, I probably did the same thing. That's how we watched Dexter. And it was when we first bought our house. Uh, so, like, we bought it in 2008 and then 2009, early 2009, we were, like, binge-watching this show on a little TV upstairs on a fold-out uh, like sofa bed, you know, like the, why would you have that as your bed? That's all we had. Why? Cause that's what we had when we moved in our house. You could just get a mattress and put it on the floor. We didn't do that. That would actually be comfortable. You're right. But the rest <laughs> of the house I was redoing. So we only had one room and I had this couch that my grandma gave me that folded out to a bed. And I slept on that because I moved into the house first. And then when Amy finally moved in with me, that's just what I had available. And then she ended up bringing like her bed yeah, from her house. And that's what we ended up sleeping on. But at first, all we had was the sofa that I had and a fold-out table downstairs with foldable chairs. Like literally, that's all we had when we first moved into that house in Mazan. And we either watched Seinfeld. That's when I got her hooked on Seinfeld to actually watch it. Or Dexter. It's the only two things we watched. And it was glorious. I would go back to that time right now. Yeah. Such a simpler time. That is a good time in life. The, the early 20s. Early to yeah. mid-20s. Oh, yeah. I was 21, 22. It was yeah. very early in my life. You, you, you're, you're just about getting old enough to realize how stupid you are. Kind, I wasn't. I I was still really stupid for another four or five years after that. That's what I mean. You you get at four or five years later and you realize you look back and you're like, man, I was dumb. Yes. And we've talked about this before, but I didn't become an adult until I was like 26. Yeah. Like if you're 22 or three and you're listening to this right now, you're dumb. You're dumb as shit. You, you're going to realize it like three years that you're an idiot. Don't take yourself <laughs> seriously right now. You're, you don't know anything. You will learn that you're dumb. Yeah. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that because every single one of us has done the exact same thing. Yeah. You take yourself too seriously. You think you know too much because you're on your own, doing your own thing. You think you're like the first person that's ever like made a go of it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it, and you're literally you're one. like, look at me. I'm living. <laughs> I'm living on my own. I can do whatever I want. I had to buy toothpaste yesterday. You know how expensive toothpaste is? Yeah, and you're like, uh, and you're like, you know, I care about this. I know a lot about this. No, you don't. Yeah. You don't know about anything. <laughs> you don't. You're an idiot. You're so stupid. So <laughs> stupid. I'm sorry, but. And that I, all proceed until you're like 28, 29 years old. Yeah, you really won't have that realization until later on in life. And even at 28 and 29, I mean, you're just you're still pretty dumb. You're just coming into that <laughs> aspect of like, all right, maybe I some, made some bad choices. Maybe I thought some wrong things. Sometimes well, I think late age teenagers are smarter than twenty year people in their twenties. Uh, no, that's like right when you're becoming your dumbest. Yeah, yeah. That's you know true. what I mean? Because you feel like you have a little bit of authority on your own life. Right. That's why I mean, like when you're eighteen, nineteen, you. It's still a little bit guided. You're you're still a little bit guided, so you you don't have that false bravado as much. 
to think that you're like discovering new territory. Right. When you're fully on your own yeah. in your mid twenties, if, if you are, some people aren't, I mean, and that's fine too. If you wait to move out or whatever, you know, that's good. It, it, it's probably better because it doesn't matter if you move, if you get off the teat at 28, then you're going to be dumb till you're 35. I mean, it's a period of time. Yeah, but it's a mental thing. It's like physically in your brain where you're dumb until your brain's done developing. Yeah. And you can actually think like a human being. Yeah. Like or a, a, an adult, a human Some adult. Some people are always dumb. I mean, but that's a different situation. Right. That's it most, is different. Most people eventually become un, undumb. Do you think it's locally? Like it's a localization on like where you're brought up, where you live, on how quickly you become an adult or start thinking like an adult or mature to a point where you can realize how dumb you were when you were young. Certainly. Because I've met a lot of people that grew up in cities, you know, like what I would call a city, anywhere basically northeast of us. Yeah. Um, Will County area and like up by Joliet, like that area of people. I know a lot of very smart people from there. Um that grew up quickly and did good things. But I'm also now in the position I am like hiring people for jobs and like looking at the younger, like 20 year old people that are applying for jobs. And I'm seeing that they just haven't matured as quickly. I don't know how to explain it any better than that. Yeah. It's just been being pushed off later and later. It's been like that. But, but then locally in our area, a lot of younger people do like they kind of grow up quicker or are a little bit more mature or have a little bit more life experiences, I should say. Yeah. And know a little bit more coming into that. And hiring people for a job, I, I look for that. I look for people that have more experience and know something, you know, when they're trying to apply. And a lot of those younger people have that outside of these cities. Yeah, I think maybe what you're referring to is more of the suburbs. I think you can find yourself in a pretty small existence in a suburb. Right. It's like sheltered almost. It is very sheltered. I mean, think about it. You're in a subdivision. You're living in this box surrounded by all these other boxes. And no yeah. matter what subdivision you go to, they all look identical. They all have the same chain restaurants. They yeah. all it's the same it's a very sheltered existence to a point. It is. And there's a lot of people that and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying and it's safe. That's safe. It's a very safe, like good place to live, but I just don't feel like you get the experience. Yeah, I don't think you do. Even somebody who that lives in a town, in a rural town, just has a lot more experience just in general, just in what they see. Yeah, that's that's going what I mean. about their days. I mean, talking to people that have grown up in these two different areas, right? Like, let's say a more like rural area compared to an urban area, and this is probably biased because obviously I grew up in a rural area and like in a farming community and stuff. The people that I've met from those areas, though, have seen more, done more, and seem to know more about everywhere around like everything think about, in their life think about the information that, you get growing up in a actual community environment all right so suburbs aren't community environments 
No, it's you can it's, actually it's live a, a very isolated existence. Absolutely. But in a rural community, it's a very community based. But you're also forced outside of that community to get anything, to do anything. Well, absolutely that's true. I mean, you gotta have the experiences of going to all these different places to achieve that. But I actually would submit to you that um, the aspect of the community is what actually provides the most growth. And I think in a smaller, more rural environment, you have more community interaction. And But by community interaction, they're giving you more information about things in the world. Right. Right? So you're, you're getting more information about things that you wouldn't have a chance to go to or experience on your own. I just think you're forming more personal connections with more people. Personal connections with people, yes, but I'm talking about like life experiences. But that's where you get that as experiences is from personal connections with people. You know, whether yeah. you've actually done the experience or not, you have, I think, more personal connections with people in that type of a community environment than you would necessarily in a more suburban commuter environment where it's not where people are living it, and working, A, and it's also kind of a revolving door sometimes in a rural community in the communities we're talking about i feel like you have to go out and do things on your own in order to achieve them rather than in a suburban close-knit like type of living you don't necessarily have to go out to find these things they're just provided they're just there already you know, around you. Like, it's not like you have to search for them or and find it. corporatized or... experiences. Yes. They're experiences that are tailored to you. Yes. Everything is yes. tailored to and about your ego in a certain way. All right? Uh, in that environment. That's what that environment is. Whereas and, and a rural environment is a little less caring about you. Exactly, which ends up making you stronger as a person, I think. Yeah. Or more experienced as a person. More because it's not it's, necessarily stronger. No, it's just, it's forcing you to be an adult earlier, listen, I think. Listen, there's probably a reason why there's, I mean, there's different, right? There's probably pros and cons. We're, we're, we're highlighting the pros of the rural and the cons of the suburban. But I bet you if we looked at data we would see some striking things when it came to depression and drugs and oh, overdose yeah. deaths and stuff like that yeah, I'm not in taking... rural areas versus suburban areas. Sure. So the sheltered existence... This uh, is a very small like this is a very small group of people that I've seen, and it's a, it's a very like narrow-minded approach that I'm taking on all of this just from what I've seen and like trying to hire people. That's all I was getting off of. We also grew up in a different um, era, and I know it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. But it was a different thing than it is now. It was. And I'm not taking anything away from growing up in, you know, a suburban type area. I'm sure it's great. Like a lot of you great people. You don't have to pander. I'm not trying to pander. I'm just saying like, I'm sure that, that, that it's fine. I'm just saying. Most, most I think people that I know that grew up in the suburbs that don't come, have the experience come out to here or they get more involved in this type of a community or it's a, a rural area world. they're like what the fuck it blows their mind it blows their mind they're like this what that was terrible <laughs> you know what i mean so just me explaining like aspects of my life that were normal day to day 
to people that have grown up in Shorewood, Plainfield, Joliet, further north, Manuka, Shanahan, like these areas around us that like Manuka, Shanahan, I don't consider them like cities by any means, but it's the community you're talking about where it's like a subdivision that you live in and you're just, that's all you know is like going between your subdivision to school and like a couple restaurants or gas stations in the area or wherever you hung out as a kid and then going back home and you just don't see the rest of the area around you. And just me explaining my life, they're like, they're blown away by it. And that kind of is astounding to me that people don't have that. Just little things like driving eight miles, 10 miles to high school. That right there. On ice, yes. snow-covered roads, and you know, you, maybe you blow out a tire. That right there, you know, I think just is... Just little things like that. Incredible to me that they don't... Driving more than a mile is a big deal to people. If it takes 20 minutes to get somewhere, that's like a, well, wasted my whole day. And it takes 20 minutes to go anywhere, anywhere around here. Anywhere. Anything we do is going to take that amount of time. And I don't think anything of it because that's the way we grew up. But anybody in a, a suburb thinks that that's like unheard of. Yeah. Something that you, do, you would never do. Nobody would ever do that. Why would you ever drive 25, 30 minutes to go to a grocery store? Like I, that doesn't make any sense to most people. I think it gets more complicated too than that because it's like what are a lot of the jobs that are people predicting in? Their parents were commuting to Chicago a lot of times versus when we grew up, and it's less so now, but when we grew up, a lot of people's parents worked locally in ag um, or in local factories that were in our communities still. Not the direct community, but they might go to Coal City. They might go to Exxon here or there. So everything was pretty close. There's a lot more... um, there was a lot of stay-at-home moms. Mm-hmm. Especially when we were growing up. Yeah, not as many now. Well, and that's, like, economically, it's just not possible for most families anymore to have a stay-at-home mom. It isn't, or or dad, stay-at-home parent, we should say. Yeah. Um, a stay-at-home parent, but it's not economically feasible. And frankly, I mean, very few men want to do that, and very few women that I know want to do that. Yeah, I'm not Amy, saying it's, Amy's not capable. Yeah, I'm not saying it's bad or good. Um, there's pros and cons to everything. My wife will tell you any day of the week, I'm not capable of being a stay-at-home mom. And she's not. And that's fine. I could be a stay-at-home dad easily. I do not think so. Oh, yeah, I could. Yeah? I love it. I love Fridays that I have at home. Yeah, I could keep the boys at home. It doesn't matter. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I could... Uh, I'll get nothing done, productive, but I so don't like care. Fridays you spend the day cleaning the house and doing the laundry and that's what I did all day last Friday. Nice. When we after we left breakfast, all I did oh I did yeah. what's tomorrow? I did a hundred percent of our laundry, which was eleven loads. By the way, I don't know if you people understand. A lot of people don't understand how many clothes, even with boys. You think boys wouldn't use a lot of clothes, right? The problem is, is that they don't keep a lot of clothes on. Constantly pee in their pants. That's the problem. No, I, I don't. Have, I don't. We don't have that problem at all. I used to, but not really much anymore. My problem is, is that they don't ever want to keep clothes on. So you put clothes on them in the morning to do whatever. They get back from school or 
playing outside or whatever, and when they get in the house, they immediately take all of those clothes off except for their underwear. None of just, my children have ever been like this. All of mine are. I don't know why. They all take their clothes off, and they walk around in their underwear all day long, and then as soon as you need to go somewhere else, you put different clothes on them because you don't know where their other clothes are. They're scattered around the house, and then they take those clothes off, and then those are clean clothes, but they're just laying around the house everywhere, and then you don't know what's clean or dirty, yeah. so it all goes in the laundry. And then we just have massive amounts of laundry that we don't we ignore I mean, and we don't do. I, I'm totally, I, we have a huge laundry problem. Yeah, I know, and you're, you've got it, the exact same, the same amount situation. of kids, and it's unbelievable. I did 11 loads of laundry. Mind you, I did all this and put it all away. That's this is where I need to get like some sort of a star. No, patch what we or need something. to figure out is a person or service that would do laundry. I have a cleaning lady that comes every like one, like we ever come every like two months to do like a deep clean. She would do our laundry, but we would have to have her come on a different day and do that. And I also feel like it's weird. It's not. I would do it in a heartbeat if I knew somebody that would do my laundry. I'd have them uh, probably come every week. Really? I think I would too, just because I hate it so much. It's so fucking terrible. <laughs> it's so bad. I hate it. <laughs> I don't mind washing it. it. Here's my deal. I don't though. like putting it away. That's my. Problem. I understand. I don't either. But here's my deal. And it's like a, it's a pet peeve of mine. Amy knows it, ignores it, doesn't really matter like i don't understand the fact that you're going to put it in the washer and then you move it to the dryer and then you take it out of the dryer and you throw it in a basket and then you just keep doing laundry and throwing them in random baskets we've got so many laundry baskets it's unbelievable just because we don't put it away here's the deal i have a system okay and uh marley will listen to this and she'll get mad but it drives me crazy because she will not adhere to my system yeah all right yeah here's the system and we have about I have it, one laundry basket per person, yes. plus a laundry basket for socks, plus a laundry basket for towels. That's all the laundry basket. Uh, you put all the socks in one basket and then figure them out? Socks in one basket. That's what I do, too. Amy hates that. Towels in one basket, and then here's what you do. When stuff comes out of the dryer, you immediately sort it into each person's basket. Okay. So there's a basket for each one of them. That us. feels like a lot of work. It's not. It's way less work. Because then all you do is take that person's basket... When it's full, and you take it to their room directly, right, and put it away, then yes, all right. Marley will not do this. All right, she refuses. Yeah, Amy She'll throw it. everything into the baskets, it. and then takes it all into the living room, and then folds everything into big piles, yeah. regardless of whether the stuff will end up folded or not. She folds everything, and she folds it in the living room. Amy wants to do that too. To then where it needs to be transported and put away. Now, if you just bought, brought that basket directly to the room in which it went away. I you, see what you mean, would, but, it, I, it, I'm but not I saying, feel like the sorting takes just as long as what it would to sit down and fold all uh, of it and then take it, it places. Wrong. It, it takes half the amount of time. And half the shit that you fold gets wrecked anyway. If you fold in the living room, half the shit you it fold get wrecked, and yeah. put into a, a, a basket, if you don't put that basket right away, it's garbage within a day. It is. Yeah. All right. If you just take that basket, unfolded, directly to whatever kid's room it is, yep. and put and take things out one at a time and put them where they go, I swear to God, you will spend 
A hundred percent less time. Hmm. I don't know. That's the sorting just would take forever. The sorting doesn't take long at all. You pull it out, you throw it in the person's basket. It doesn't take long at all. It's super fast. Yeah, but with you, you have differentiation in clothing. Like cash is bigger than jet, so you know jets close between caches. It would, would be more difficult for you. And skies, you obviously know because it's girls, girl clothes. But between Grady, Grant, and Graham, they're all boys' clothes. They are all very similar. They're within two sizes of each other. And to sort that out takes forever. Yeah, that do, would be difficult. Especially when their underwear sizes are basically all the same. Yeah. And it's like, it. I don't even know what you do. You'd have to write names on every piece of clothing. We don't like we do know which clothes go where, but I have much more of an issue knowing. So you got a real problem. You got to write names and everything. That's silly. No, you write people's names in their stuff. No, you don't. You just mix and match. If it's not theirs, what it doesn't matter. I put it in a drawer and Grady says, oh, no, that's not. Grady knows everyone's clothes. And he'll tell me, he's like, oh, no, that's not mine. That's Grant's. Like, oh. Thanks. Pretty and soon, it, Grant's going to be bigger than Grady. So no, Graham's going to be bigger than all of them. Yeah. I think he's Grady's gained a lot of weight recently. He just was telling us his weight tonight, and I was like, "Man, gained a lot of weight since the last time I like since weighed the last you. time I saw you." <laughs> yeah, since the last time you were weighed, I don't know when that was, but it just amazed me how much weight he's gained. So yeah, Dexter is coming <laughs> out on Showtime. Um. Yeah, and a lot of people are excited, and we got a lot of traction on Facebook about it. All right, uh, one last quick thing, but we got to get moving. Um, where are we at on time? An hour and seventeen minutes. Okay. Um, the only other piece of news I have is my personal life news. Personal life news. You yeah. don't give out personal life news. I have. I took. I didn't. I took last weekend off, Saturday and Sunday. All right. Good. First time weekends are good to take off. Had a, a a day off in a long time, and I spent the day organizing my comic book collection. You did the weekend, really the full. Oh, I do have one more piece. Weekend, of sorry, full weekend, and I'm not even close to done. It's not even. But you've gained a lot. I sent you some pictures of room. Um, I don't think. I mean, I had so much more than I ever. Imagine thought that I had really, um, yeah. First of all, I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, twelve to fourteen boxes, short boxes. Holy smokes! And I'm not even done yet. I ran out of bags and boards. So the last time I ran out of bags and boards, because I've been going back and uh, opening all of our what's in the boxes and, and bagging and boarding them. Um, the last time I ran out, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to buy so many bags and boards on Amazon that I'll just never... Because every time I do it, they come in a box of like 50 bo- boards and 50 bags. Yeah. And you just assume like, well, that will do everything. That's 50. Like, that's a lot. Yeah, it seems like a lot. And so you'll do like, for like 10 minutes, you'll bag and board 50 comics and be like, I'm out. I need... 500 more of these. So the last time I did that, I'm like, you know what? I'm ending this cycle of insanity because this has happened like 10 times to me over the last year. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm going on there. And and I found that they had a double pack. So it has 100 boards and 100 bags. I bought three of them. So 300 bags, 300 boards. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. So spent like all weekend doing that. 
Didn't even come close. I still have two boxes of comics on bagged, so unboarded. We're talking and I about, ran out again. <laughs> so we're talking about thousand, like over a thousand comics that you've had to have bagged and boarded. Oh yeah. This is so many comic books. Yeah. Yeah. You, do I you mean, plan total? on do you plan on like trying to sell any of these or going no. to a Comic Con and like setting up shop and no. saying like buy of some not. of this stuff? Well, no, it's my collection. Well, I understand, but you don't even know what you have. No, I do now. I just went through it all. So I sorted everything out by um like the book. Yeah. So I got like two boxes of Batman. Everything basically from the Scott Snyder run to current. Nice. Um, plus some older stuff that you I had. That winter edition of Swamp, Swamp Thing. Thing. Yeah, I have. Um, I'll give you five. Three boxes. Five. No, three or four boxes of Daredevil. Almost oh, everything from the 1960s to current. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's insane how many Daredevil I have. I have so much. Well, I I witnessed you buy basically. The one, almost one through. I have two through a hundred. Yeah, you bought like what was it, like fifty through a hundred at one time in on eBay. Yeah, and you were di- kind of disappointed on the quality. Yeah, I haven't uh, boarded those because I don't. I haven't even got those out of the box. They're still in the shipping boxes because I don't think I have the right. I think I got to get Silver Age stuff, and I don't have that. Okay. Anyway, um, but I found so many gems going through this stuff of amazing books that just I've read over the years, but yeah. also ones that I haven't read that I want to read. Uh, it was it's a very fun experience, and I'm excited. Yeah, that would be I'm excited really exciting to get it to all done. I had to buy five more. Why was I not boxes. invited over to watch you do this and look at these books? It's painstaking. You're gonna wait. You're gonna want to wait till I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, it is painstaking. I mean, it's a lot of work. There's oh, a I'm lot of sure. Work. So anyway. Because um, you just literally threw them around haphazardly. Oh, yeah. For didn't sure. Didn't care about them. Didn't take care of them. Well, no, they're all just in their shipping boxes. Just let them get wrinkled mostly. and no, busted up. That is incorrect. Let your kids play and pee on them. No. I did find out, though, that I could be ordering them from the store that I ordered them from. For like 10 cents more, I could get them... Yeah, you should probably do that. Yeah, but I'm not going to do that because I like to do it. It's cathartic. Yeah, but you'll still have the experience of like organizing them. Well, I'm going to tell you what, um, going through the Batman stuff has been a lot of fun. The Daredevil stuff has been amazing because there's just been so many different runs too. Yeah. Um, I'm not even, I'm not, I'm not even to the point where I've sorted through, like I just threw all the Batman stuff in the two boxes. boxes. I haven't sorted through them. Like I haven't uh, chronologically sorted through them. And it's hard, dude. It's hard. I tried to do it. Batman, I mostly got done, but I tried to do it with Spider-Man. And there's so many different runs. There's so many different um, writers and artists. Yeah. And I don't know. And then they'll be like... It's so insane. The amount of stuff that you have. I'm I'm positive the amount of stuff you have with Spider-Man would be... Completely overwhelming. Spider Man's not too bad. I only got How a couple of box be? of that. Um, Deadpool is difficult because they got all these little mini series runs. And then you got to figure out where they came yeah. in the run. That's annoying. So Deadpool's going to be tough. There's a couple of boxes of that. Daredevil's going to be tough because, again, a lot of mini series runs. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I mean, it's kind of that way with all of them. Batman was probably the easiest, but then I got how many different Batman series. So most of it I just got as Batman, but then I have Dark Knight, and then I have Batman Inc., and I have some other stuff. So I got to figure out where those all fall together. But I got a lot of those. Uh, I had a box of Swamp things. I got a lot of that. I got a... I want all of them. A lot of... Fifteen dollars. A lot of Lazarus. I got uh, the whole run of Lazarus. Yeah. Um, Ascender. I got all that saga. So many Star Wars. I got a whole box of Doctor Who. Oh my god! I got Winter Soldier out the wazoo. Um, so many different things, and then I I would stumble upon stuff that I started collecting that I didn't even remember I did. Like I got the run of We Stand on Guard. Yeah. did you ever read that? No, I've oh, never even read it. Good. I got, uh, you know, Sandman, the new Sandman, um, a bunch of Watchmen, I just a bunch of stuff I forgot. Uh, God is Dead. That was a Hickman book. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have I have some of that. I don't think I have all of it, but I do have some of it. So there's just all kinds of like little runs of little books that I got in there, and it's 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 been a lot. It's been pretty cool, but I'm getting it done. I'd love to bring it all here. And have it here. Oh my gosh, wouldn't that be great? It would be, but I don't think I'm going to do that. It's just a you, lot. It's I was going to say you're not going to be able to fit it here. I'd have to get rid of that thing, which is fine, but it's a lot. Yeah, that would be incredible. It's like a whole wall of comic book boxes, right? And I've ordered new. I think it's so cool. These drawer boxes, the really long ones. Have you no, got the long they're, boxes? They're all short. I don't want long boxes. They're all Why? short boxes because they're too long. But they're drawer boxes, so there's actually a frame that they go in, and there's a drawer that slides out. They're cardboard boxes, but but that way yeah, you, but you can, can stack boxes, and you can still slide them out yeah. and access them. So I ordered five more of those. They're expensive, though. Uh, five of them cost do you have to build, close to like, $100. Do you have to put boxes. them together, like yeah. pop them together? Yeah. So I have 10 of them now, and I mean, I would need 15. How much a box? It, for five boxes with the shipping, that's the thing that kills you. It's it's like fifty bucks for five boxes, right? But the shipping is like thirty. It's shipping's like forty bucks. Wow. Plus, um, there's some other stuff like rails and dividers that you get that go in there. Yeah. And then there's these little plastic um, nuts get, that snap them together. I need to get some of them. That's what you want. Because I have I have comic books laying all over on shelves, like in my closet. Yeah, they're called drawer boxes. You have to order five at a time, though. Are they on Amazon? No, drawerboxes.com, I think, or oh. something like that. It's a, just a dude that makes them. No a way. Patented them, makes them, sells them. Makes some cash. Yeah. That dude's making some cash. So, anyway. Off Chris Herf. That um, has been pretty cool. I uh, will give some more updates on that as I get done Speaking with that. Speaking of comic books, this was the last little bit of news I had, and I was going to forget about it until you started talking about comics. But um, the one of the first Batman comics has sold for a record amount of money. So Detective Comics number 27 sold at an auction recently and became the most expensive comic starring The Dark Knight, and it sold for $1.5 million. Wow. $1.5 million for a 1939 Detectives comic number 27. It was sold for $1,075,000 10 years ago, but now another edition came up, and it sold for $1.5, and it was graded as Find a Very Fine 7.0. 
Wow, that's really high grade. Yeah. For that old of a book, that's almost unheard of. 1939, which is the reason why it sold for $1.5 million. Near, I mean, that's honestly, I've seen seven old books that look new. Right. It, it was still graded at fine to very fine, but it's it's a 7.0. It's graded but, as CGC graded 7.0. When me and you are going to uh, a show, that's the range that we are generally looking for, for like an older book but not a super old book like that but like if to buy like uh for example like house of secrets 92 like first appearance of swamp thing it says for us to buy that at a 9.8 it's a 1500 dollars book yeah but at a seven 300 dollars book 300 bucks yeah. i'd buy that i would too and it says right here it says for it to be graded as a 7-0 it says only five other unrestored comics of the same time period have ever been graded higher in CGC's history. Wow. Um, it doesn't say which ones. It's a making the issue particularly noteworthy even before its record-breaking sale. So, I mean, honestly, if I was rich, I would spend what I would, I would. This is I, what I would do. I would buy that book. Yeah. It's only going to go up in value. Uh, a, a follower of ours and a, a Patreon subscriber, David Timmons, sent me a link to a huge comic book sit auction yeah. that was going on and i think i believe it was this one actually and i was thumbing through it uh the other day but when i was looking at all of the books lots it was of great stuff tons of great stuff but it was all like literally thousands of dollars was it i didn't look that closely but yeah I, no it was every well, single see, when book i looked was, at it the stuff was still relatively cheap but i when i got into it, it there was like Every single book I looked at was like thousands of dollars, and I was like, well, "This is fun to look at, and I love it." But yeah. has no, I have no interest in it right now no. because I'm poor. Well, I mean, I don't think that's true, but I you don't need. I don't. Need, I, don't yeah. I don't think you're wanting to spend your money on no that kind of stuff. Not at the moment, but pretty soon, man. When I retire, Amy's going to be pissed. Hundred dollar books, though, if it's something that I really want and it's oh, yeah. valuable, and you're getting a good deal on it. I'll spend a hundred bucks on a book. When we go to like, I guess I don't spend that much money, but when we go to comic cons for some reason, it's like all like, I think the difference, everything that was like everything that's holding me back is gone. And yeah. I'm like, cause you're just like immersed into the world. And it's like, I don't care what's going on. I'm going to buy all of this. I think the difference is I have been buying comics longer than you oh yeah so like for sure back when i was in college and i was really wanting these books and didn't have the money so i was i had the ability to buy daredevil number one for six hundred dollars you know and now it's worth eight thousand oh, dollars i man. had the ability to buy the first appearance of the punisher for 200 bucks and now it's 1200 bucks yeah. you know all of these books that i looked at i looked at all of them House of Secrets 92. I looked at that book. I could buy that book for 150 bucks when I was in college, and now it's worth 1500 bucks. You know, these oh books were so cheap. Back, but to a college student, you're like, 600 bucks that. for a comic book? Yeah, you can't do that. That's an obscene amount of money. You'd never even think of it. No. And I still wouldn't pay $600 for a book. But that same book, that same book right is now, now worth $8,000. Yeah, that same book right now that knowing what you could get for it, you would absolutely buy it for $600. The only book that was expensive that I ever spent a bunch of money on was the first appearance of Deadpool. And, yeah. you know, I think I paid 200 bucks for that book. Yeah, it's worth a thousand bucks pretty easy right now. 
I spent, what did I spend on some of them Swamp Thing books? I spent 40 or 50 bucks on a couple of them. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember either. I spent 50 bucks on uh, 20, the first Alan Moore. Or is that 21? It was 21. Yeah, and I still don't have that book. I'm going to need to get that from you. You don't have any of Alan Moore run, do you? No, I was getting the Bernie Wrightson, all of the, like, 1 through 20. Right. And then it started at 21. I think maybe if we have cons next year, um, you'll find that the Swamp Thing books are cheaper, more reasonable. Yeah, I bet you they are, which I'm excited about because I really do feel like the whole reason, and we asked everybody when we were walking through there if they thought this was the, the reason why they were going up because of the TV show that came out literally the exact same year. We're like... You think the TV show is affecting the price of these books? Everybody's like, no, 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 not at all. They're they're just going up because they're up in price. When the year before, they were significantly cheaper. Every single one of them was significantly cheaper. And I screwed up not buying a lot of those books the year before because they were like $15, $20, $30 cheaper than they were when we went and saw them at C2E2. Across the board, uh, comic book prices are... For valuable books are just obscene. Going I mean, through the roof. They're going through yeah. the roof, and it's not going to slow down anytime soon. No, but the more obscure, a little bit like it, it doesn't matter. Lesser the, the reality book. of the the reality is the people that want them have money now. Yeah, like us. Yes, that's. I it. mean, to a point, the people in their thirties, forties, and fifties that want these books. Have the means to buy because them we now. grew up with a lot of the books and we know about them and that's who you are, the want books them. that when I'm talking about uh, when I was in college that I I, I didn't want to spend two hundred bucks on right you know I have the ability to, to now buy to them. buy them and and I have the ability to buy them for five hundred bucks or whatever I know I mean and so it just becomes like a bidding war now with a bunch of people that can afford to have them it's just right. that's the way it is right now and it's not going to slow down anytime soon. And it'll be that way. So, so for, this is this is why we need to, these books. They're never going to go down in value. This is why you need to have the foresight to understand which books in certain runs that are coming out now, or even ten years ago, whatever, fifteen years ago, like what's going to be worth money in twenty years. So you hear this all the time. People say you know, nothing made since nineteen eighty is worth anything. All right. Um, Right, I understand that, but but they printed too many copies. But that people say that, except Walking Dead number one is worth one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, absolutely, because of the amount of there was barely any printed, right? And it's popular. Um, I don't know. You know, I think we talked about it once, and I said, you know, because I don't have the whole Scott Snyder run of Batman. I think I started collecting it around issue fifteen. And I've said, I want to buy the first 10 issues. Fuck it. I mean, you're going to spend a lot of money to buy those 10 oh, issues. Oh, I have those. I have everything up until zero year. You have the you have Batman number one. Yeah. That's probably worth a couple hundred bucks. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, to be honest, I, I had no idea. And it's not worth it because it's rare. It is not rare. It's not rare but at it's all. Hot. I've had it, I mean, because I subscribe to it right away. But it's hot and it'll never be worth less. I subscribed to it on um, Graham Cracker Comics, and they were sending me all those books. But I have one through forty, one through forty, 
something like that. Because I think it was at 40 where they started zero year where it was uh, Gordon, Commissioner Gordon in the bad Yeah, suit. but I mean, you'll always be able to buy those books for a couple bucks. Exactly. So I wouldn't and I, worry about that. But I, and I don't even care about them, to be honest. Like, But I have all of the Court of Owls, all of Death in the Family, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, City of Owls. Like, I have all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't. I don't have... I'm surprised. I thought you would have had all of that because that's when I read it all. I have to go back and look, but I don't think I have the first 10 issues. Oh, I'll just make copies on a Xerox. There you go. And, and give it to you. Um, but it's it's hard to guess which ones. Like when uh, Star Wars number one came out, when Marvel took over. I have that too. Yeah, I, I bought like 10 copies. Oh, you do? Yeah, because I'm like, well, this book's going to be worth a fortune. So Yeah. Well, I've only got one copy of it, but th- I subscribed to that right away too, and I have. But see, that's the thing. My copies that I buy, I don't buy. Um, you can pay more to get archival grade copies. It's not much more. What do you mean archival grade? Um, What's the difference? Their paper. They would grade. No, it's the same comic. It would just grade out at a nine point eight. But I mean, a regular edition wouldn't do no. that. No. Why? An off the rack. Edition of a comic book will not grade out at a nine point eight. I didn't know that. No, because they got defects. You got to pay more to get one that's free of defects. Hmm. I had no idea. Very little more, not much more. Right. Twenty five cents more. I didn't know there was an archival grade that you could buy. Yeah. Like, how do you get that? You got to subscribe to these books. I I did to like. Uh, it's an option when you subscribe. I don't remember seeing that in Graham Cracker comics. I don't know. I don't buy from Graham Cracker, so I don't know. Hmm. I'll have to look into that. I'm a G-Mart man. Well, I know, because you're a champagne guy, and I never went to Champagne. Well, and didn't live down there. Well, they're in Chicago, there. too. Are they? Mm-hmm. I always went to Graham Cracker because it was the closest one to me, and then I found out that they had a really crappy website that you could get on. It's the same website as Gmart. Is it really? It's so bad. It must be like the standard comic book industry website because every comic book store has the same subscription website. Oh my gosh, that's so bad. Why don't they upgrade that stuff? It's terrible. By now, I I canceled my subscription. They have not upgraded it. I was on there the other day. Really? I picked up a couple new books. I dropped a couple books. I just read a new uh, horror book. I'm trying to remember what it was called now. Man, you'd think I would remember it. Uh, a guy that Amy works with, he's the only male nurse in surgery. Um, he, gave, he gave Amy a book to, to have me read, and it's like a horror book, and uh, it's by Garth Ennis. He, he wrote it, and it is intense. Hmm. It's about a plague like this plague that comes through that starts eating people's faces off and COVID. making them go crazy. It's about COVID. This was yeah, but this book came out in two thousand one or two, so oh. it was foreshadowing. But it's crazy. Like it literally makes people go crazy and start murdering each other. Like the Joker, like violently murdering each other. Kind of similar to that, yeah. But it's intense. Hmm. Like people are literally like ripping faces off and burning alive while stabbing each other it's just very graphic it's a like a horror comic you know which i'm not normally into at all but had a pretty good story i don't remember the name of it though and i just read it i bet you i I would heard of it if you said it i'll take a picture of it and send it to you um i picked up a couple new books the other day i I don't remember exactly what one of them was um 
Um, they have a Batman run of kids' comics. They're oh, comic yeah. books, but they're more directed towards kids. So I picked that up for cash. Nice. I'm not going to bag and board those. I mean, unless he wants to. Um, I just feel bad. I get all these comics, and then I'm like, don't touch them. Don't touch don't that. Look don't at look them. at it. Don't do <laughs> yeah. anything with it. Right. <laughs> so, don't look at my picture book. Um, and I don't remember what the other book I picked up was. Well, I picked up Ascender, but that was a while ago. Yeah, that was... Is that Jeff Loeb? Um, I don't remember who does that book. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is Jeff Loeb because he did Ascender, and then he has like... Descender. Yeah. I don't like know. I don't know. I haven't read it yet. Oversender. I'm pretty sure it's Jeff Lowe. Anyway, uh, we should move on. Yeah, we're uh all I got left is what I'm watching. Yeah, we were gonna do a bunch of Thanksgiving stuff. Oh, we were. I completely yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. We're yeah. at an hour forty. We can start some of it. We've, I I don't have much what I'm watching. Burned it. I got a ton. Oh, you do? Yeah. Uh, well, we might as well hit into what we're watching. But it is our Thanksgiving episode, so happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Yeah. Um, we'll talk more about Thanksgiving next episode, I guess, after Thanksgiving. I guess it'll be after Thanksgiving, but we can discuss some of it. We were yeah. going to do like the best Thanksgiving movies. We were going to do our best Thanksgiving foods, but we'll talk about it post-Thanksgiving. Yeah, I guess we will. I'll tell you what I gorged myself on. I even have a, a Thanksgiving... Well, we can, we Thanksgiving can, list. We can do it. Just keep your what you're watching, I guess. Nah, we don't got time. Okay. What have you been watching, Jer? So I finished up the show Wayne. Did you ever start watching that? I did. I'm having a tough time with it. I keep falling asleep. Really? Kind of trying to grind through it. I don't dislike it. I It caught my attention right away. I, I, I'm not saying it's I like don't like it. I, I don't dislike it. I just, I'm having a hard time not... I just I turn it on and I fall asleep. It's not because of the show. Oh, it's because I'm an old man. Boy, I kind of feel bad for you because you're missing it, like quite an experience. Now there are times there are ebbs and flows of yeah. this show, right? Like, I mean, I've seen the two, first two episodes solid. Where you're like, like the first episode I thought was very sad, um, and I didn't know what this show was going to be after the first episode. Yeah, um, I just thought it was kind of doom and gloom, and I was like, man, I feel feel really bad for this kid. He's in a bad way, you know, and I feel bad for him. Um, second episode shoots right back up because different things are happening and it's kind of fun. It's just a crazy experience that you have with these 15 and 16 year old kids on a, like a road trip to Florida and it's wild. It's never going to have, I, in my world, I guess that's never going to happen. Maybe it happens in other people's worlds, but it's something that is kind of outlandish. You're not going to see it happen. And some of it's kind of ridiculous, but it's very fun to watch. And I have bought into the characters. I think the writing for the character of Wayne and Dell, the girl that he's with are very good. Every other character after that, I don't think the writing or anything about them is very good. I don't think they put much work into those people, but they definitely put work into those two main characters and I enjoy them a lot. Yeah. I think they're good people at heart and I just like the character. Um, cause Wayne is a very caring person, but he's so violent. Yeah. He's like such a violent person, but he's doing it. It's similar to Dexter, like how Dexter kills bad guys, right? But he's still a murderer, but he kills bad guys because they do bad things. 
Wayne. No, he kills bad guys because he needs to kill. And yes. But and Wayne doesn't need to be violent. He wants to be violent I don't because they are doing bad things. Yeah, right. That's right. He's just reacting yeah. to them. Doing bad things to people that are good. So he knows like this is a person that I like or this is a person that I think is good and someone is acting out and being bad to yeah, them. It's a protective instinct. Yeah, so I'm going to go beat them up. Yeah. And there are there, there are things that happen later in the shows where it's ridiculous. I'm just there's one time that he's in a gas station and a guy is yelling at his ex-girlfriend and she worked at the gas station and this guy came in and just started yelling at her about things and he's trying to check out and he just got really frustrated that like you're yelling at her this way and I'm trying to check out because I have somewhere to go and he just got so frustrated that he ends up dragging the guy out of the gas station and chaining him to a post and just beating the crap out of him with his own bike. He broke his bike apart and just beat him with his bike. And the guy's like crying and bleeding against a post. And the 16-year-old kid's beating him up. It's ridiculous. Hmm. But it's it's a fun show. I liked it a lot. And um, I love the way it was shot. It is similar to Cobra Kai. I like how it's In the shot. way it's filmed. It's better, yeah. It is better. It has, but it's, a, it's shot very well. But it reminds me of Cobra Kai, and it's because it's a YouTube. It does not remind me of Cobra Kai at all. I feel like the it's, way it's shot filmed. much more artistically. Really? Yeah. I, I didn't think I so. Felt, I felt like it was very artistically shot. I thought it was very, it was interesting visually. Yeah. And it's, it's a YouTube show? Cobra Kai is not interesting visually. I don't know. It felt the same to me. It didn't feel any different. No, I mean this show seems like a but I've way only seen budget thing. Five episodes of the first season of Cobra Kai because I still haven't finished that show because it's wildly overrated. No, no rebuttal. That's wrong. <laughs> it is not overrated. It's a great show. Uh, Wayne, me- it's not. It's it's not that I have an issue with Wayne. I just haven't um, had a chance to bite into it as much as I'd like to. Uh, I watched the first episode. I enjoyed it. I actually stopped then because I told Marley I thought Marley would like it. And it's just a couple other times I've tried to watch it. I've turned it on late at night and just fallen asleep. Not for the fault of the show. But. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I do that a lot. Um, what do you got? I got one more. I, I only have one more thing that I've watched. And I've, it's something that's taken over my life. And I'm going to apologize to everyone for it right now uh is it that 60 days out thing nope no it's but it's similar in genre i hate that all right um i'll I'll mention a couple quick things before i get into um one that's more involved uh his his dark materials or whatever it's called i haven't watched that is back on hbo uh, season two came out on hbo max i i haven't watched it yet i watched uh half the first episode I liked the first you season. You saw the first season. Though. I liked the first season. I talked about it quite a bit. Um, but it's not. I mean, it's got a lot of people talking about it. It's not great. It's not for everybody. Um, it has a lot of problems. But I did like a, a good bit about it. Um, it's definitely like YA. Oh, all right. I mean, it's a, it's a YA book series. It's a YA show. It's kind of dark and heavy, though. I enjoy it. I enjoyed it a lot the first season. 
Um, the second season, I struggled. On like the his materials are dark, but that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's essentially, it's like the rebuttal to The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Oh, really? Yeah. So the C.S. Lewis uh, book yeah. series is famously extremely religious. Yeah. It's like depicting. This is the opposite. All of that. So this is a YA book series that is um, anti-religious, essentially. Really? It's like an atheist. The guy who wrote it was an atheist. I mean, it's like an atheist. Yeah, atheism. so it's like a direct comparison to that. Yep. I did not know that. Yep, that's what it is. I mean, the church is like the bad guys in the, the book. Yeah. And, and not for ridiculous, like, I'm just trying to throw in your face reasons. Like, for legit, like shit that churches have done throughout history. Yeah, they're playing it out. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're playing impressive. it out the way it is. And it's like scientists versus the church, basically, is what it is. Yeah. But that, that's a pretty subtle undertone to, like, if you're, if that would, it, it wouldn't piss anybody off to not be able to watch it if they were religious people. Yeah. Essentially, is what I'm trying to get at with that. Not any more than it would piss an atheist off to watch The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, right. which it wouldn't at all. So No, I mean, they're still fun to watch. Exactly. That's my point. Um, it's this was There was a movie, The Golden Compass. They tried. Yeah, The Golden Compass. It failed uh, to... That's what I was going to say. Like This is based off The Golden Compass, right? That was one of the books in the series. The yeah, series, I think, I watched was that movie and I th- Dark Materials or whatever. I thought The Golden Compass was good. The, well, then you'll like the series better. Really? It's not. It's good. You'll, because you would I, like it. Well, and I remember, I remember the trailer for it coming out and thinking like, "Oh man, that looks like the Golden Compass." And then they're like, "From the makers of the Golden Compass," yeah. or like from something of the Golden Compass. I was like, "Oh, it's like legit from the same series." I, I thought it was good. His Dark Materials, a trilogy of fantasy novels by Philip Pullman, consisting of Northern Lights, The Subtle Knife, and The Amber Spyglass. So the Golden Compass is i mean it featured it, prominently in the series because it is a like a tool that they use yeah but they they base that movie off of like the trifecta of books yeah and it was it, it, didn't, it didn't do well didn't I guess. go in depth enough no i just thought i recommend the I first series that. if you like um if you like that kind of thing sci-fi fantasy um type thing who doesn't there's dimensional jumping yeah. If anybody likes dimensional jumping, it's you and I. There's like a whole a thing where this is all happening in this world, right? Where um, it's like a mirror universe to our world, but you're not told that out the gate. Uh, I guess it's kind of spoilerish. A mirror universe? Yeah. But this is, this is kind of So spoilerish. they're copying off of our fourth right? But all people have what call, what's called a demon, but it's not demon like from the devil. You have an uh, an animal. Yeah, that's a that's like it's like your like your spirit. Yeah. All right. Um, and there's a certain point where what do they call those cross dimensional jumping? It's an interesting show. I liked it a lot. Season two, uh, series two. I haven't gotten into too much, so I'm looking forward to it. All right. um, that's a quick one. Um, on network TV, I've. The Goldbergs is new seat episodes. Oh, did they start? And, yeah, and so is Superstore. I love both those shows. Those are like two of the only shows. Superstore has been fine for me, but Goldbergs, I need to get. I need to start watching that. The new episodes of Superstore. Uh, what's her name left? 
Is Goldberg? Ugly Betty, she's gone. Really? Yeah. COVID. She left to manage the Superstore Cloud Nine in California. Is uh, are Goldberg's an NBC show? ABC. Damn. I thought it was going to be on Peacock. Nope. All right. So anyway, those are real quick. I watched a movie on right. Amazon. I believe it was on Amazon. It's called Britney Runs a Marathon. Is this about Britney there? Spears? Uh, no, it has nothing to do with Britney Spears. Um, it has this actress in it, Jillian Bell, who I've seen in other stuff. I really like her. She was in the show Workaholics. Did you ever watch oh, that? Oh, I did watch Workaholics. She's the girl, Jillian, in Workaholics. I don't, I can't see her face, but I know who you're talking about. She's been like picking up in a lot of, uh, like in a lot of side roles. Yes. Uh, yes, in a lot of comedy movies lately over the last couple of years. Yeah. Anyway, this movie popped up. I watched the trailer. Me and Marley were looking for something to watch. Okay. Brittany runs a marathon. A marathon. Okay. Um, it was pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. So is it like it was a well-made movie? It's about this. Is it like a dramedy or a? It's romantic? a comedy. It's a comedy. It's a comedy uh, about this um, woman who's kind of like in her late 20s, maybe early 30s. She's still like club. She lives in New York. She's still like partying. She's in her twenties, clubbing. hasn't really doesn't really have a steady job. Just kind of working bullshit jobs. Just partying. Yeah. Doesn't have her life together. She's not healthy. She's way overweight. She hates the way she she, she hates her life in general. Okay. Um, that's sad. And I feel like that's most of America. Like nowadays. her friends. Her roommate, who's like supposedly her best friend, is like kind of subtly shitty. Not very um, supportive. Not very supportive. And she's like a Instagram person. Like that's her model, whatever. And has her, you know, doesn't really have her life together. But whatever, that's beside the point. And she's got this neighbor who's like this photographer lady who's older, maybe like in her 50s. who's very successful. Oh. But she's got like this little apartment in... Brooklyn or wherever they're where yeah. they live. Let me guess. Sarah Jessica Parker. No, it's you'd know her too. Uh I love the yeah. Uh Michaela Watkins. I don't know her. Yeah, you do. That doesn't look familiar to oh me. Oh my god, stop it. I'm serious. She's in tons of stuff. It doesn't look familiar um, to me. Michaela Watkins. She was on Saturday Night Live. She was a Saturday Night Live cast member. Anyway. She was? Yeah. Beside the point. Um, anyway, so she decides to start running. And she decides to run the New York City Marathon. And it's basically just like, and this is a based on a true story of the lady who wrote the book. It was based on a book. So it's basically just about her like hating herself and starting to run and deciding to run the marathon and running the marathon and making like this new group of friends of people that she's running the marathon with and then like shit all falling apart and then like her reexamining her life and then her getting in a happier place in her life. Really? All because of a marathon? Just all, yeah. Like building up to it and then after... Yeah. Like after the fact. Well, I mean. Do you see her run the marathon? Uh, yes. And part of it. There's some drama surrounding all that. Okay. 
I really enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. It definitely was funny. Um, I really, really enjoyed the comedy aspect of it. Dang, um, I'm going to have to watch it. It was heartfelt, very heartfelt. The ending was not great, I will say. It kind of ends abruptly and not really that satisfyingly. But it was heartfelt at, at times, almost have you like tear up a couple times. I tell you what, some of my favorite movies are that, are like a, are romantic comedies or like and there is a, there's dra- a dramedies. Of, a bit of a romance aspect to it because she is... It's more about her like journey to improve her life. Yeah. And like figure out what the fuck she's doing with her life. But there is a romantic aspect to it. Yeah. That's very good. And the romantic interest of hers is extremely funny and good. I really like this guy. He's an Indian uh Indian American guy. And do you, he's Do great. you remember the movie and this is an old movie and maybe some people don't like it but do you remember the movie Stranger Than Fiction? Yeah, I just watched it about a month ago because you always talk about it, so I popped it in. It's, I would say it's very similar to that. It is. I had watched it when I was deployed, and it came out that year. It came out in 2006. I think I watched it. I literally watched it like late 2006 two or, or 2007. Ago. And I love it because of like the intimacy you get in Will Ferrell's character. So it's being like, you know, narrated, but you're seeing the effects on him Mm -hmm. and on other people at the same time. Yeah. But it's so like in depth on what's going on in his mind that I love it. Like, I just love that movie. So this is similar in some respects because it is like a, that is a very much, Hyper focused on a single person, and it's their journey from and the way you described getting it, their shit together. It's the same type of thing. Yeah, the way you described that without movie, the science rem- fiction aspect yeah. to it, and no Re- Dustin Hoffman. Oh, too bad. <laughs> um, He's great in that movie. No, but the way you described it reminds me of that type of movie. It, it's similar, and I, I love it. I think I you love would love that. Stuff. I really, honestly, it's an Amazon original movie. I, th- I think you would enjoy it. Brittany runs a marathon. I think you should check it out. I got to. I will recommend it. It's not the best thing in the world. Okay, I'm not saying that. No. But it's it's a it's a snack. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a satisfying snack. Yeah, it's like a it's a Sunday afternoon, nothing to do Absolutely. type movie to throw on with you your significant really, other. Yep. When great thing to watch with your wife um, when they don't like when the to watch kids Star are napping Wars. and you can't have intercourse. Yeah. And you got to do something else. <laughs> you throw on this movie. And, and and it's unfortunately you can't really it's not really kid friendly. It was produced by Tommy McGuire. Really? Yep. Spider-Man And himself. I really like that actress. Like I said Jillian Bell. I think she's super funny. Was she's she really a very good? up and coming uh comedic actress. You're you're going to start to see her in a lot of stuff. I'll tell Amy about it. And yep. I, honestly, another thing that I really liked about it was um, it's probably one of the best portrayals of... So she kind of has her friend group of like kind of partier young people. But when she starts running, she gets to be friends with this older lady and then this guy that she meets in like a running group. Oh, yeah. And so they all kind of start to run together. But she's just like very big on rejecting people that like try to help her. She's like, fuck you, I can do it myself. So when people try to reach out and help her, she rejects them. Yeah. And that's the big problem 
with her. And that's what she realizes kind of. It's kind of like our relationship where I was like running with the younger, cooler group. And I met this older guy at the bar and it was like, (laughs) I'm going to try to mentor you. And then, you know, I rejected you for a time because I was like, no, I'm younger and cooler. And then all of a sudden it was like, wow, I like this old guy and he could be my friend. Uh, okay. Right? That's not really like that. Though. I think it's like similar to our story. Um, anyway, the point being this guy who's a really great actor, I thought, is like one of the best portrayals of, and you don't see a lot of good, in my opinion, portrayals of gay men in a lot of Hollywood stuff. But this guy is a gay man with like a family, like a husband and a kid. What do you know of what a good portrayal of a gay man would be? I just feel like it was very uh, regular. Like he was just a regular dude. I see what you mean. That you makes know what sense. I mean? Like it yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah, yeah. trying to be over the top. It wasn't in your face about any of it. Yes. It was very normal. It was just like, this is the way it is. It's normal. It wasn't even commented on. So it wasn't looked at as like an opportunity yeah. to be... Like a poster child. Yeah. And I and I really I thought that was a good thing. Yeah, that wasn't the boyfriend person. No, no, the no, Asian guy you or uh, uh, no, no, that uh, no, that was a guy Indian she, guy you were talking yeah. about earlier. No, gotcha. So I just thought that was a a good. Int- I I don't know why, but it caught me when I was watching it. I'm like, this is the way. And and, and the, I've said this before on female roles, and this is another good example oh, yeah. of that. I'm like. This doesn't need to go out of its way to try and hammer you over the head with some message. All right. It's just like, this is what it is. This is the character. Let the story speak Let the for story itself. dictate itself and not have to draw attention to these little things. Be like, yes. look over here. Look over here. A gay person. Yeah, Everybody yeah, look yeah. over here. Yes. If you have, if you have the character development like drawn out and the story can support that. And bring him along. You don't need anything else. Like and, if the story supports all of the character development, of, you don't. If, it doesn't matter what happens. If you're a person that's concerned with representation and in, in, in this type of thing, that's what we need more of. Yeah, Not, I agree. And we've had a ton of women centric type stuff, but it's been so in your face, like, like the Enola Holmes thing. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm going to go back to is like where I thought that would be an interesting movie and I thought it was going to be very good. And you were immediately turned off by the trailer even because it was so in your face, like, you know, Sherlock was good, but we're better. Yeah. Only because I'm a woman and that's what we're going to play it off of. Right. And yeah, it was very in your face that way. And then And that doesn't move you forward. And what and, moves you forward is Star Trek Discovery, where the main character is a female <laughs> and it's never commented on. Yeah. And it's just accepted. And you don't and have to comment on it. And it's just the story. That's yeah. the story. And, and you don't like, have yeah. to have a cheesy love affair with the a handsome man that you're chasing, which Enola Holmes did. Like if you're gonna have a girl that's better than Sherlock, you can do that. You don't have to have the cheesy love story where she's falling all over a guy and chasing him around the country, and that's the whole story. Like, it's literally like taking a lot of steps back in this, <laughs> in what you're trying to do here. Right. And it was so ridiculous. 
really aggravating. And I feel like a lot of stories do that. A lot of movies do that where they want to put a woman up front, but yet take steps back in order to create a plot that you like, but it's not what they're trying to put on front street. You know what I mean? Like the actual story is not what they're trying to promote to you. Like they want a woman centric story, but yet they revolt back to something that we're all comfortable with. That is not the right thing. Right. And we'll talk about that more in my next thing that I talk about, but I would, in the meantime, Brittany runs a marathon. I would recommend it. An Amazon original movie. Most people have Amazon. It sounds Check something it great for Amy and I to watch, and I want to do that as soon as I have the opportunity to. All right, what do you got? I only have one more thing. You're going to be super aggravated with this. And I have one more big thing that I want to talk about. All right, I'm going to get mine out of the way. I am obsessed with Survivor. Yeah. I don't know why. It this came is up, the thing? This is all, the only thing. I've been watching season 28 of Survivor every single night for the past week. I watch three to four episodes a night. <laughs> I, I honestly went on CBS's website to see how I could get on this show. I want to be on the show. I want to be involved with it. If you go on that show, I'll pay for your way. I <laughs> want to do it so bad. It was talking about, like, I looked at how you had to do it, and you have to submit a video. So I've been thinking about things to do for submitting a video. Uh, they're coming on season 41. Holy shit. That's insane. They have 41 seasons of Survivor and Jeff Probst. 40? That's not even possible. They, they do two a year. in 1990. They do two a year. Oh, they do two a year. Yeah, one in the beginning, one at the end. That's crazy. It's insane. And I love it. I love the backstabbing element of this show, they literally, like, in this season, they literally tell each other, like, I'm not going to vote for the same people you want to vote for. I'm going to vote this guy off. And then the next person walks up, like, I'm going to vote this guy off. And then they all go to, the, like, the tribal council to vote, and they vote for opposite people. I'm like, man, these guys are terrible. Yeah. Like, every one of them is a liar. It's fun. I don't know why I think it's so fun. I do love it. And I just want to go to these countries or like these islands that they're living on and do what they do. They talk about how like, oh, I'm so hungry. All we get is rice. You're in pretty good condition for 30 days. Yeah. Like it's 30 days out and you're telling me you've only eaten rice and you look that good. I don't think you're telling me the truth. That's bullshit. Yeah. The whole thing's bullshit. And I want to be one of the naked people. Naked and afraid? No, I could. No, no, no. And Survivor, remember the, the dude that was naked all the time? Yeah. No, Richard. I, Richard was very early on, and nobody's ever done that since. Nobody's ever done that since? No. Not a single The nudity? Person. No. Never. I would do the nudity. I would not. I don't want to do that. I'm not comfortable with my body. No? No, not in the slightest. Why would I want to do that? I mean, you're going to be out there wearing shorty shorts anyway. Might as well just... Mine are shorty shorts just because I'm short. They're normal on me. They'd be shorty shorts for anybody else, but for me, it's like right at knee length. Yeah. And it works perfectly. I just want to be a part of it because I feel like some of those challenges and stuff they have, I would be better than them. Yeah. Positive. With my extensive military training and high IQ, good looks, 
I just feel like I'd be somebody that would make it, make it to the end. Yeah. You know? Could be. There's a lot of attractive ladies on that show, though. You could get sidetracked. Not on season 14. <laughs> no? No, they even have a beauty group. And I was like, man, that beauty group is lacking. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It was like this season was beauty, brains, and brawn. So, yeah, brains, super dumb. Every, sing- every single one of them in the brains, brains group, dumb as a brick. I mean, couldn't figure anything out. The beauty group was beating him in all the brain activities, like puzzles and stuff. And then the brawn group is just destroying everybody. But they've all combined into one tribe now. So okay, it's a big deal. I'm so excited to go back and watch like three episodes of this. I, I don't know why. I love it. I love that show so much. I think I can watch it on Hulu. I haven't been able to watch it in a long time. but Probably. It's a Fox show, right? No, um, no, it's CBS. No, it's CBS. Just get the fucking CBS all no, access. No, I will not do that. It's only four bucks. Why would I want? Yeah, and now I'm paying like $180 a month when I could have <clears> just had DirecTV and paid less to have all of it. Yeah, but it's all on demand. It's way better. The whole idea was to get away from paying so much money from this stuff. And now I have 97 different apps that I have to watch no, you things don't. on. You have the same amount, and three of them you would have had anyway. I have Netflix, Amazon, Disney Plus, Stop. Hulu. All three of those you would have had whether or not you have DirecTV or not. You wouldn't have gotten rid of those if you had DirecTV. Hey, right. So that they're irrelevant. Throw them out. Peacock. Peacock's Hulu. free. N- not all of it. Okay. but You I, have to pay a premium to get any like. But you don't service. pay the premium. Maybe I will, though. But you don't. But maybe I so will. So really, there's one. You're talking about Hulu, which is $4 a month. No, but I have Hulu Live. Oh, well. The, and so I got that only because of the baseball, like when baseball was get playing. Get rid of that. You don't need that. Yeah, I need to get rid of it. But maybe I could get Survivor. I don't know. I like the CBS All Access uh, app. But since Star Trek is over now, I, I, I well, it's still going, I guess. I haven't watched season two yet. Once that's done, I'm But if done. that if that show's over, you can't watch it again? Yeah, you can. It's on there. Oh, all right. I'm just saying, like, that's the only reason I have it. But they do have Twilight it's Zone. $4? I think it's 4 bucks a month for the ad-supported version. It's so 12 bucks more for no ads. Well, I'll probably buy that tonight. Yeah. It's not bad. Because I need to watch more episodes. I'm going to have to go from season 28 up. Anyway, let's move on because uh, we're running out of time. I we're, love Survivor. Where are we at on time? Oh, we're over two hours. Okay. Well, I have a big one I've been watching. I, I, I watched. I mentioned I had that weekend off. I spent it binging this one show nonstop. Do it's, I know it? It's called The Queen's Gambit. Oh, I've seen it a bunch on... Uh, Netflix never watched it. Don't. It is literally like the most popular show right now. Yeah, people are going crazy over it. Um, I started watching it. Marley wanted to start watching it. Yeah, Amy wants to watch it. I too, wouldn't yeah. have had any interest in it until we did. So we we got about the first episode. First off, is, is it similar to The Crown? No, not at all. Oh, all right. The Queen's Game. It's so it's a period piece set in the sixties, fifties, sixties, seventies. Queen Elizabeth? Uh, no, has nothing to do with that. It has to do with this woman who is a genius chess player. Oh, yeah. And yeah, r- yeah, I know this. Rises through the ranks of chess 
uh, mastery. Yes. From being an orphan. She's an orphan, growing up in an orphanage and dealing with her traumatic past. And then also, but the bulk of the show is her in her late teenage years, early 20s, like going, navigating the world of competitive chess. And she drinks a lot. Well, yeah, she drinks a lot. Drinks a lot because she has to to play chess. Um, I wouldn't say that. It's something. It's something like that. I only gained that from the trailer. She she has substance abuse problems, um, and that's talked about a lot. That's a lot of the focus of the show, actually. Um, a lot of it's an addiction to benzos. What's that? Uh, benzos are like uh, benzodiazepines. So it's a a downer. It, Sounds like a downer. Yeah, it's a downer. It's kind of like a tranquilizer that they gave all the kids in the orphanage. Oh. And she got addicted to it as a like eight-year-old child. I'm surprised that would make you good at chess. Yeah, it does, apparently. So I want some. I, I know. I, I, do you know how to play chess? Oh, yeah. Of course I know. How to play I don't chess. think I do. You don't know how to play chess? I don't think I do. I mean, I, I, I remember playing it as a kid. We played chess constantly in like middle school and high school. So, no, I never played it in school, but I remember playing it with my brother and I remember playing it with my dad. But right now, I, I don't think I would know how to play it. Oh, we played a lot of chess growing up. You need, can in you school, teach me chess? I can, and I would love to because. I want to play more chess after watching this. Um, they go a lot too, and like into the strategy of chess, which is great. It's a very good show. You liked it a lot. Huh? I liked it a lot. I'm not saying it's the best thing in the world. All right. Um, a lot of people have been saying this is like the best show ever. They love really? it. It's it's good. I enjoyed it. I knew it was getting good reviews. A lot. I didn't think people. Were I would give it, it a good like, review. I'm not saying it's like anything I'm obsessed with. It's a limited series, so it's not a. It's not. It's just a mini series. Like there doesn't need to be any more ever. There won't be. So it's you. It's done. It's done. It's like eight episodes. Oh. And it's a good story, front to back. Um, solid. Good conclusion. A lot of drama. The chess matches are the best part of the show. Really? Yes. And there's a lot of drama and tension dealing with that. The worst part of the show by far is like dealing with her past and her trauma. I don't give a shit about any of that. I just want more of the chess. That's the most interesting part of the show. I feel like Grady would love chess. Um, He's so critical. It's a very cerebral game. And that's, that's Grady. Like he needs mental activity it got me really into it and like and i've been like studying chess strategy now um a couple of the moves i like the openings they like to call them you like to challenge it a couple of the openings i remember talking about like with some of my friends in high school because we played chess quite a bit um and i remember talking about some of the opening moves there's a lot of strategy to it and obviously the person who wins is the person that has the ability to Look at the next five moves in the future and all the possibilities. Do you know about Magnus Carlsen? No. He's the greatest like grandmaster chess player of all time. That was Kasparov. No. He beat him. I don't know. That's this true. guy Magnus literally played ten chess games at the same time in a chair backwards. He didn't look at any of the chess boards. 
so he's basically blindfolded from 10 individual games and called out all of his moves for 10 individual games and beat everybody. Yeah, but um, a lot of the grandmasters will do that. I mean, she No, he's the only one that did it in real life. It's literally the only person. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm not disputing you on that. I'm just saying that, like, uh, there is other grandmasters that can line up a room of chessboards with playing competitive players yeah. and just walk down the line and play each game and win all of them as an eight-year-old. Yeah, looking at them, but blindfolded. There's other people that can play them blindfolded. There was this guy um, that was in prison. He learned to play chess in prison without a chessboard, only in his head. And he would play What him and this other inmate would play chess in their head only. And this guy went on to be like a very good chess player after he got out of prison. People can play chess in their head. It's not like that's a thing people do. That's incredible. Now to play 10 people or whatever you said blindfolded, that's crazy because you'd have to keep it the boards all straight. But Yeah, Magnus Carlsen, Norwegian chess grandmaster, is currently world chess champion, world rapid chess champion, and world blitz chess champion. Rapid chess is crazy too. He was born November 30th, 1990. He's yeah, only so he's 30. Really young. He's 30 years old. Well, okay, that's they talk about it in the show. So, um first of all, they do some rapid chess in the show, which is crazy because it's like it's as fast as you can go. I, I it's literally like as fast as you can play. Like like that's wow. it's a different game, really. Yeah, you don't have time to think it about it. It changes the strategy of the game. Yeah. Um but they, they they cover a lot of these kinds of things. I mean, she plays groups of people. They do um, games in their head, that kind of thing. Um, that is crazy, though. So it kind of got me down yeah. this rabbit hole of chess, and I was reading about like some of the greatest chess players of all time. Obviously, the only like decent chess player ever from the United States is like uh, Bobby Fischer, mm-hmm. who like ended up basically becoming a communist. And was wanted by the United States government. Was he? he? I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't. He was. There's a movie about him searching for Bobby Fischer, but that's yeah. when he was a kid. As an adult, after he became uh, the world champion of chess, he kind of went into seclusion. He became like really anti-America government. Um, I don't know. However, whatever happened, he got a warrant out for his arrest. He got arrested. The United States wanted to prosecute him for communism i don't know and then he ended up uh getting what's it called like where edward snowden is where um another country will let you live there non-extradition with iceland so he he lived in iceland he died in iceland yeah he he has dual citizenship there i don't know what's that's where he won the chess championship as well was in iceland Anyway, uh, a lot of this focuses on the drama between, and this was in the 60s, so it was in the Cold War, the drama between the U.S. and the Russians, because the Russians are like the ultimate chess people. Yeah, they really are. Like, they pay people to play chess from a young age. Like, the United States has a very bad, we're not competitive with chess whatsoever. No, no. Russia's where it's at, for the most part. Mm -hmm. But they do talk about that in the show. Um, Like, the best chess players are always, like, kids or like so crazy like you hit your peak at like 20 i wonder why 20 25 30 years why is that because your brain just can't i mean it's not as sharp the older you get 
And it's a fact. And you need to be super sharp to play chess at that level competitively. I, I just heard this thing the other day um, where they were talking about there's chess matches, like championship-level chess matches. People will burn 6,000 calories. What? Playing a game of chess. Competitive. It's not possible. It is, and it's the truth, and it happens. Just from stress, I don't. I guess it's the stress or the mental energy expended. But mental energy isn't physical. Apparently, it is. I don't understand. Your that. heart rate's up. You know, you're thinking. There's a lot going on. That's unreal. Anyway, I would. Well, I would uh, recommend the Queen's Gambit. I like all right, it. I I watch that. That's another thing. Like Brittany runs a marathon, and Queen's Queen's Gambit. Amy and I have to watch those things. Yeah. And we didn't even have time to talk about Mandalorian. But no, we haven't. We'll, we'll talk, talk about, about it next week. week. We got two to talk about next week. Um, we have... That's it. Like That's all we have this week. Uh, if you want, subscribe to patreon.com slash snarfcomics. That would help us greatly. Uh, snarfcomics.com. What else? Nothing. That's it. That's it. You need to check out both of those things. We'll be back live next week. And we will be live next week, yes. So for Snarf Talk this week, I've been Chris. I am Jerry. See ya. Bye.